When best friends and total opposites Debbie and Peter swap homes for a week, they get a peek into each other's lives that could open the door to love. This week on the Made for TV podcast, it's Your Place or Mine! And now, our feature presentation. When I watch a film that's weird At least I can rewind It's not for budgets that I care Or for any visual flair I don't mind just sitting here Wasting all my time I don't mind just hanging out in front of the TV And I don't care about quality as long as it is cheap, yeah I think these films are pretty swell, but I'm on my phone so I can't tell And I don't mind just hanging out in front of the small screen I guess I like made for TV. <laughs> made for TV. Don't need no theater for me. <laughs> I guess I like made for TV. Made for TV. Cause I can pause it to be. Welcome to the show. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Woo! I was not expecting that much. Uh... I don't know effort. That's great. I mean, I love it. Love a backtrack to our cold opens. It always I wasn't. Adds ex- a I, wasn't lot. <laughs> I wasn't expecting to need it, but then I only wrote the lyrics without listening to the song, and the lyrics did not include that there was an instrumental break before the first chorus. <laughs> the so the instrumental like, <laughs> part of it was just what you needed. Then, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so, and I was pretty nervous about it. So I did. I do want to let you know. I did strip down to my underwear because that's supposed to help you. Uh, when you're nervous, yeah, right? You, they say get in your underwear when you're yeah, nervous. Yeah, exactly. So. You don't picture anybody in your underwear. You just Mm-mm. you get into your underwear. Picture yourself in your underwear. And I got into my underwear and took a picture. I'll send it to you later. We can post it. I thought, it, yeah, um, it was take a picture of your of you in your underwear. Exactly. Yes. So, so we'll post me in my underwear because that is how I will be recording uh, the whole rest of the episode, I guess. I just That's great. I can't believe it's taken this long. I mean, I've requested many times that you take a picture yeah. of yourself in your underwear. And now it's just weird. It's, it's weird that you said they, you know? that that was necessary on your adoption form. Like, you really want a picture of you in your underwear. I don't know why. <laughs> they just, they do. It helped. So, it did. Woohoo! Not the adoption. No, not the adoption part, though. I got you through some tough times, though. <laughs> it did, yes. Goodness. Kyle, introduce the show. <laughs> what show? This, this show? Oh, the, the Made for TV podcast. That show? That's a, this is a show dedicated to celebrating and exploring the unique world of movies made for the small screen, my name is Kyle. My name is Scott, and it's 
the greatest show of all. It's the new year, new me, new made for TV, 20 plus 23 and me, uh, the jamboree working title. I have an addendum I might have to add, Kyle. Oh, no. An, annou- an announcement as, and <laughs> as well as an addendum. Okay. Which is canceled until TBD. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Probably because we have not announced we have announced that you are you are going to be caring for a new a new child in the yes, world. Yes. New yes. baby boy coming into the house. March yeah, baby boy. 1st. They were on your mind. They were your fantasy. Uh, and now they're going to be here and that's going to make it too hard for us to do this goofy ass podcast for a it's going to change things with my life. You know, having another child. It's uh, mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. And so the the, the most immediate thing is being in Michigan for up to five to 10 business days, you know? And so mm. it's just can't do any podcast. And then, and I mean, obviously what kind of person would I be if I was suggesting we just continue while I had a newborn at home, you know, it's crazy. So, um, so yeah. The, and, uh, what, how long is that pause going to be? Are we going to do something else? Who knows? We got, we don't know. We never know. As you can tell, if you're a long time listener of the show, we're kind of fuck ups and we're just (laughs) making it up as we go along, baby. So maybe, maybe there will not be further episodes past the point, but no matter what, if you keep your eye on our website, on our social media, you'll know what's going on. Don't leave yet though. We got two more episodes after after this one. For sure. Two more episodes coming. Don't leave yet. Don't you dare. go. We got, we got to finish off our February rom-coms and then one more special. This is us starting film. the Midwest goodbye. You know, the Midwest goodbye takes yeah. many, many tries. I started this record by hitting my legs and saying, well, <laughs> yeah, that's the kind sense. of the code that oh, thinks we're uh, wrapping up. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You want to watch another one or no? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I'm looking at, uh, I might, I don't know. Uh, let's get, maybe we get, uh, I think I probably got to start getting ready to head out. No, you just, you think you should leave? We should watch a few episodes of, I think you should leave. Is that what, you, oh, that, what you're saying? That's exactly how it happens. And then I say yes. And then, <laughs> and then we, we watch turn it on. We watch a few yeah. and then oh, I got to actually go. So now I got to go. Now I got to go. Now I got to go. All right, Kyle. <clears throat> so we've made that announcement. Uh, we've had possibly the greatest cold open of all time. Uh, <laughs> it's a shame what? that we don't end it after this one, after that cold open. So oh, you think this is good? Just wait. Kyle told me he has something even better planned for next week, and <laughs> Gosh, and the week after it. that, I he told you. me it's going to be <laughs> the no. most. Mar- no, that we go every other. We've ever. always gone every other, obviously. <laughs> so. Yeah, but it's a special occasion. So you wanted to make a big deal for the special <laughs> occasion. You said. Stupid. I think you told me you were. Thinking about renting out a jazz trio or something. <laughs> it's a mariachi band, but I guess. <laughs> jazz trio would work. Actually, that would be nice. Can I rent out a Stanzifer's band? What's I'm willing to more. bet that you probably can. Uh, I don't think he's too busy, right? Come on. What's he got, like eight kids? He'll be fine. <laughs> he can really keep a band going with all those kids. Kyle can't even do a podcast with three. I know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, what do we normally do on this podcast? Kyle? We it's weird. Share it's about a Saturday night. I know it is Saturday, Saturday night. Saturday night. Ooh, boom! What's this? Is, our yeah. Saturday nights are made for fighting. Is that the song? Isn't that a song or something? Maybe I made that up. No, that's uh, Saturday nights ripped at the seams, right? Or no? That's the one. But oh, no, no Saturday, Saturday night. night. 
tell me more. Okay, that was... Tell me about your week, Kyle. Tell me more Any... about my... Oh, uh... How about your week? I think the most important thing that happened this week was actually uh, um, the announcement of... Or not the announcement, but the trailer for Fast 10. I think that's literally legitimately the most important thing that happened this week in my house. There's been a lot of big Vin news really squashed together. uh, Yes. Amazingly. Yes. How'd you like the Fast 10 trailer? I I just love it. I love these movies, you know? And it's, uh, I was trying to, I I need to rewatch the basically six, six, seven, and eight, and nine a lot of the details get jumbled between them, especially six and seven. Like I, I, it's hard for me to remember exactly the differences between them, but yeah. Um, Cause we talked I texted about it. You, was, yeah, we did, but I texted you the totality of what I remember from either film and that text <laughs> message. Yeah. So, and I really, I, remember, I know that I like eight better than nine and you don't like eight at all. And, but no, uh, not really. So it's like, but yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, Jason Momoa, sure, like you know, whatever. It's this. Th- they have the same. Th- every, everything, the same thing happens in every movie. Oh, there was yes. a henchman. There was somebody here's, who was here's related. A, here's a wild retcon yeah. that <laughs> wild, something from the past. And Jason Momoa is on that bridge in Fast yeah. Five, and now he is ready to kill everybody. Okay, great. I really <laughs> want see, more of Charlize those, Theron. Those, that's really who, who. That's the villain I want more of right now. But. Well, unfortunately, she's not willing to work more than one day for any of these movies, <laughs> so I don't think that's going to happen, Kyle. Is there, is there a really legitimate, like... Th- I don't know okay. if there's legitimate, but in Fast 9, it was pretty clear all of her stuff was shot in a green room in one day's time, yes, I would she's say. she's just in that glass case the whole time. <laughs> exactly. At least we get a... Uh, can I have a, a good fight scene with her and... Uh, and um yeah, Michelle, Michelle Rodriguez. Rodriguez yeah so yeah. I think where the fast movies have lost me Kyle is it's that they're so much about family and the bond of this gang of people but I know that behind the scenes there's so much discord and yeah, it, you know it, it, discontent between tough. them that it's taken the joy out of the films for me yeah, yeah. that's fair and there's no there's nothing I can say about these movies yeah. to defend them other than like the first one's great for sure. And the fifth <laughs> one's great for sure. You know, you know, that's, yeah, that's the only hills I'll die on are those movies are fantastic. I'll at least but. die defending five, no matter what I'm not, I'm if you're on the first one as anything more than like, I love it because it's so steeped in a certain era. Sure. You know, like yeah. it's very fun for me to watch, but I think I would choose point break over it pretty much every time. If we're going for that movie about a cop makes friend with criminal, you know, true. That, yeah. Yeah. But you know, point my break is point awesome. Break. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I forgot. I feel like I, Oh, I was going to say a different podcast. I've been listening to Kyle. I've been listening to the worst idea of all time. Uh, their newest season, which is they're doing all the Fast and the Furious movies backwards yeah, the number of this. times Amazing. of the movie. Yeah, but what I love is on their most recent episode, they had the guy who plays young Dom on the podcast because he's from New Zealand, just like them. They found out, so they got him to come <laughs> be on their podcast. That's amazing. And it's really fun to listen to. He tells an amazing story about the one time he met Vin Diesel on set and... He came up to him or whatever and was, he did it. First of all, he was drunk because he knew he didn't have like anything left to film. So he and the other guy he was with ordered a bunch of Coronas to the set and started. Young Dom them. was, was drunk. Oh yeah, he yeah, was. Okay. So he went, he went to speak to Vin cause Vin like saw him and was like, Hey, come here. It was like the one day they were together Sure. and it was Vin and his daughter on a golf cart. And he's like, 
thanks for recording that thing earlier. You want to hear my daughter sing? And then, and then, and then he said, he said, uh, sure, you know, because it's Vin Diesel. Yeah. And then his daughter just sang a full song. And then and Vin then absolutely has that embarrassing dad like yes. thing where he's just like, my daughter can sing, you know, let's yeah. hear it. She's amazing. Isn't she amazing? And it's like, yes, you're. Yeah, first but off, you're a time- dad for the kid. I'm not going to say anything. Exactly. Like- first of all, you're in charge of this set. My life is like in your hands yeah. right now. <laughs> and then there was a videographer recording them for Vin's like Instagram. Oh my so gosh. he said like he had to act really enthusiastic. And then when he finished, Vin was like, you want to hear another one? <laughs> Which I just love his lack of self-awareness. Great. Just uh, uh you get too big of a star, you get too in charge of everything, maybe it's uh I don't know. Yeah. It's like uh I used to be firmly in the oh man, the you know, there's the rock versus Vin like feud mm-hmm. that they had, and I'm like, well Rock's a great guy, and now Rock, I don't know. I don't know about Dwayne Johnson. I don't know about I his think head they these both, days. So I think they both have gigantic egos that have only been inflated by piles and piles of money and everyone telling them that they're the most mm-hmm. bankable people in the world, you know. What we need uh, is a new wrestler to come into the scene and see and and take control of of uh, a real acting career and have some real uh, passion. Have you seen any movies with anybody oh, that would fit oh, that? That wow, Kyle, what a transition! I did just see uh, at the cabin. Oh, little oh. knock, knock, knock. Well, that was a convincing uh, knock. You should uh, thank you. Go into I a voice uh, or sound. Sound, yeah, uh, I do Foley audio, but it's only knocking. What's That's it called? Sound specialty. engineering? Sound engineering. Yeah, yeah, engineering. I think Foley is any sort of sound effects that are added in post. So that's what I went with. Gotcha. I don't know, though. We don't know movies on this movie podcast. <laughs> We're made for TV only. <laughs> um, but I did just see Knock at the Cabin right before we recorded, and Mr. Dave Bautista was uh, phenomenal, as you would expect. That's in great. It. That's Pretty great. good movie. I've read some... Uh, murky things some people i don't know think it's like sending some bad messages that it's like this apocalypse thing where like a gay family one of them has to die to end the apocalypse you know like it feels iffy uh if you just look at those facts so weird about what the message could be said that's strange (laughs) yes is that i'm sorry have you not seen the trailer Uh, uh, the trailer for the movie is like someone knocks on the door and he's like Here's the situation. The world's going to end unless one of the you chooses to die and the other one kills you, basically. Oh, it's okay. It's like the plot of the movie. So it's like some it, some people think that it could be steeped in some religious ideas about how gay people are like the destroying the moral fiber of the world or whatever and need to die, you know? I don't think that's at all what the message of the movie is in <laughs> any way watching but it. it is but it is what people are yeah. talking about right there's, now. There's, so. yes, there's always this, uh, the least generous read of the movie would be that, I suppose. Uh, but it was good. I really liked it. I had a, I had a good time, a good time at the theater. Cool. But who cares about that, Kyle? Because... That's not what this, what today is about, what this podcast is about. It's about something bigger than that. It's about the television, and it's about this film, Your Place or Mine, which I'm assuming you have no history with. Uh, yeah, uh, watched and- it on the day of release, baby. Who's there? It's a blockbuster. What's a, what's a home version of the blockbuster, a streamable blockbuster uh couch potato uh, uh, collection uh, of potatoes an an internet crasher 
Internet, right? Yeah, sure, yeah. It broke the internet. It broke the there internet. No, when I when I got on Friday, I had to search for the movie on Netflix. Like it wasn't even on their top ten <laughs> yet. I don't know if it's just because nobody was watching it, but like literally, it wasn't there. Like on the front page, like you. How like, would they not? You have a new movie out. That's the first thing you should do. Front page, new movie. Watch I had to look it. it up to see if it was a Netflix movie. I was like, oh, it's not a Netflix movie because it wasn't immediately <laughs> on the front page crushing it as always netflix is i guess what i will say um i don't have obviously any history with this franchise because it doesn't exist it's a first movie i like the actors in it reese is probably maybe my second favorite rom-com lady because who is your favorite who is your favorite rom-com lady i think it's meg I think it's got to be, but it's only because Meg Ryan is in like three Nora Ephron movies and Nora Ephron makes the best rom-coms. You I, know? To, so. I really need to watch all of her stuff because I, I would say the same thing, but I've only seen You've Got Mail. Yeah. And I know if you like You've Got Mail, you're going to like the other ones. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, you yeah. got to. Uh, especially this one is kind of like has sort of some vibes of Sleepless in Seattle uh, or even some When Harry Met Sally with like phone call scenes, I would say. Um, but this movie, Kyle, I can say uh, it's a directorial uh, debut for uh, this woman, Aileen uh, McKenna. Uh, but I've seen almost all of the movies she's written. She's written a oh, bunch really? of movies. Oh. She wrote The Devil Wears Prada. <laughs> she wrote uh, 27 Dresses. <laughs> she wrote We Bought a Zoo, Cruella, Morning Glory. <laughs> you We Bought a Zoo? Hell yeah, I've seen We Bought a Zoo. They bought a zoo. Is it good? <laughs> No, it's okay, not good. good. I just, they just, bought a fucking just zoo. Like to know, just if it's good, like it just. I will tell you this: everything t- else is on on her list sounds good, and then we irrelevant we if it's good or not. All that matters is if they did buy a zoo, and it was not false advertising. They bought a zoo, <laughs> so it worked out. That movie's directed by Cameron Crowe, who uh, is good. like a, an auteur in his own right. He did Jerry Maguire and just, Almost Famous. I just love how Jimmy Kimmel makes fun of Matt Damon so much for this. I, there was like an Oscars he hosted, and he just kept bringing up "We Bought a Zoo." Yeah, I don't know if you remember that specifically. I don't it was that, it was a great I like bit. That it was bit. a great <laughs> bit. He just kept on bringing it up. I think, and I think he, yeah, he, that I think they're good friends, and they just. They have like a rivalry that has yeah. turned into like a TV good content oh, yeah. rivalry, you know? I mean, so. I remember their rivalry even back when like we were in high school, I feel like. They've been doing this sort of false rivals on his late night show for like since its inception. So I'm a big fan of that of that bit. Mm-hmm. I like cool. it. Uh, but yeah, I like a lot of her other movies. And I didn't realize until after I watched it. But I was like, okay, I can see... Uh, her writing style in in this movie, I suppose. Cool. Yeah, hmm. I love Reese. I think the the movie that I because I haven't seen a, a like all of her movies by any means, but like the mm-hmm. one that I know her the most from is Walk the Line. I've seen that movie very many a lot of times. Interesting. And so it's yeah. not the one I would. I mean, it makes sense for you, but it's not the one for most people. I would expect to be right, but answer. I haven't seen like. I really haven't seen her main movies. Like, I haven't seen Legally Blonde, which is <laughs> definitely something that needs to happen. What? I know, I know. We, I, every so time I bring this up on this podcast, right, you tell your you throw tell up. your friend tell your friend who's going to guess next week that I'm playing my card right now and he needs to watch Legally Blonde instead. That's what it feels like. <laughs> I should be doing. Uh, um, he yeah, uh, walk the line and like. I mean, I saw Wild. Did you see Wild with her? That's like her soul. It's like a solo adventuring no, movie. No, I, I did not see Wild. 
I've seen uh, have I seen Hot Pursuit? I feel like I've seen Hot Pursuit with Have you seen I don't know uh, uh have you seen Sweet Home Alabama? Negative. Have not. Wow. I know. I know. I've uh, seen uh, I've seen This Means War. Oh, so. see that one I want to see and I never have. So, you got me beat there, I'll say. But uh Pleasantville? Nope, haven't seen Pleasantville. Sorry. Jesus. This is wow. You're I mean, Reese is like She's got some great movies. You need to get on it. I know. She's uh, great. I yeah. like, like <laughs> I she I really like Reese Witherspoon and the things that she's in. It, it's I haven't seen her like main movies, you know. I I think Water for Elephants I almost watched, but then Carrie watched and like I don't remember. I think either she loved it or she didn't like it. But then she, she told probably me, didn't like it. I don't <laughs> I and guess. like yeah, I don't know. I don't at the time I think it was when it came out, she was like, I don't think you'd white what like this. And I don't know. I I know nothing about the movie, so yeah. um we're gonna have to have a Reese a Reese uh, marathon, I guess. I think so. That's what's gonna have to happen? It'd be great. Carrie uh, would love that. So she also good. you gotta she, watch. I, oh, go ahead. I was just gonna say we have to watch the movie Election, which is not like a rom com by any means, but is a comedy and it's like her best movie. She's so good in it. She plays like this high schooler who's like a proto Hillary Clinton overachiever is mm-hmm. who's trying to run for like student body president and. A teacher who hates her and has like it out to get her it's just great <laughs> good really fun. um i i well we're talking about rom-com ladies though carrie was shocked that you haven't seen more of the j-lo rom-coms because carrie loves the j-lo rom-coms well so. i'll let's we'll have a j-lo and reese night i guess we'll just swap she wanted me forth. to ask you specifically if you've seen if you've seen the wedding planner now, here's the thing about the wedding planner i have seen the totality of that movie probably sp- split up over 50 different flipping through the channels and it's on TBS <laughs> viewings. Okay. You know? So I've never, I watched actually just a couple weeks ago, I watched like half of it. That's the most I've ever sat and watched it. But okay. <laughs> I know every, I, it's a weird movie. It's like Matthew McConaughey is engaged to another woman and she's the wedding planner. Yeah, I have not like seen it. Or maybe I have. She, I it may be one that Carrie's put on and, and I've seen part of it, but it's been a long, long time. I don't game. love it it's not the air. I don't like it. I think cause Matthew McConaughey is playing like a doctor in it and he just doesn't give me <laughs> doctor. young doctor vibes. He's not like you me, know? you know, I'm no, you know. not at all. I like my Matthew McConaughey is sort of like a, kind of like a little bit of scum on the, like, you know, he's kind of like, you like a fool's a, gold. Matthew I like him to not have it together. He's got to have a little bit of bachelor energy, you know, <laughs> I don't want him to be too put together of a doctor. That's not my Matthew. Uh-uh. Uh, I do like a fool's gold. Yes. You probably like a Lincoln lawyer, Matthew McConaughey. You I've seen never Lincoln? seen Lincoln lawyer. I don't know if I necessarily think it's that great. I think I watched it a year or so ago. Um, but it uh but he's uh he's a lawyer, but he's kind of like a, you know, kind of sketch Sketchy it's lawyer, based you know? on the commercials he did for Lincoln. Basically, cars, right? yes, it is. Okay. <laughs> he drives around in a in a Lincoln. That's what it is. It's where his office is. Is he has a driver? He drives around. Anytime I see that movie, it makes me think of those commercials, which makes me think of the SNL episode where Jim Carrey parodies those commercials. Yeah, yeah. And he's like driving, and he's just rubbing his. He's like, "Wow, is I rubbing my fingers together?" And it had a bugger stuck between them. <laughs> That's so great. funny to me. Yeah. I'm not even sure that was SNL or if I'm just conflating a random Jim Lincoln Carrey lawyer is interesting because he's supposed to be like 
the like a kind of a sketchy lawyer type thing but he's sort of like a mary sue where he can like he's just good at everything and you're just like mm-hmm. at the end like is he have any like is he bad at anything he's just like the guy and in like it's like okay it's it's that type of movie like okay but okay know, but yeah yeah well enough about those movies kyle we've gotten way off track we need to focus on the task at hand which is the movie the Netflix romantic comedy, Your Place or Mine. Should we, should we get to it, Kyle? Let's pop it in. Perfect, because I would like to get my Saturday night uh, started. Fever? Saturday Night Fever? I do have Saturday Night Fever. You know I've never seen that movie. That's a, that's a movie, right, with John Travolta? Yeah, I haven't seen it yeah. either. Huh, we should watch it, but it's great. Um, all right. Kyle, boom, boom, boom. The movie opens. Ba-da-da-da. And uh, you're singing the wrong escape. tune there. That's not if how it I goes. I could escape. Yes. Love this song. So good. Of course. Oh. Do love it. And it's appropriate because it is a 2003 flashback, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so we, we just see them. Our two leads, who are Debbie and Peter, are their names, uh, are hooking up at a poker game in 2003 right like she she wins the shirt off his back you mm-hmm. might say mm. Ooh. um i don't know i mean it's a fine little opening of them hooking up i don't like i'm gonna say this and maybe this is controversial i don't like the cutesy little fucking info <laughs> title cards they're doing yeah, it's like this I is too, how do you know it's 2003 like the haircut the <laughs> yeah. multiple i thought the multiple layers thing was pretty funny and carrie, that, carrie specifically laugh was laughing because she keeps taking off shirts until yes. she's that's like, the only note i have on this for something that's funny in this first scene is counting the shirts is funny i so, think it's a weird yeah. choice to add this in when it's not in any of the rest of the movie at all it's, you know, kind of in the end, bar- like yeah, the like very, the very, 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 very end. It bookends it, but it is weird. I, I think it's a weird choice that's not in the rest of the movie, and it's a, something that I feel like fits better for like, like a teenager focused movie. You know, like if yeah. it feels like a teenager scribbling in their notebook and stuff because they're doing like arrows or pointing at stuff, and there's crap in parentheses, like a not focused kid. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just it doesn't fully work for me. Although the book is. I don't know. The book's trying to be about like literature. Maybe they thought they were doing something by having a bunch of text at the beginning and end. I don't know. Uh, yeah, maybe. I hope not. It didn't really work that <laughs> way. But, <laughs> uh, but uh, we see him hook up. We find out he wants to be an author, and she's got dreams of being like a book editor, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, seems like and, a good pairing. Good pairing to me. But, I um, love it. I love it. He's like. He's like, I'm gonna send you so many short stories in the morning, and she's like, Shut up! Like, just kiss me! Like, and he's like, I've actually written like 23 short stories. And she's like, She's like, No matter, like, she's like, You don't have to say anything more. Like, we're I'm gonna sleep with you. Like, come on, let's get it going. Like, it's pretty. This fun. is where I do think I have to also uh, uh, voice another opinion that I think is going to be controversial on this podcast, particularly because I've read your review of oh, the yeah. film on I know you're going to say that. I know you're going to say that. Uh, you do know, which is that I don't feel any chemistry, really, sexual tension especially, between Reese Witherspoon and Ashton Kutcher in this movie. Ooh, that's a fair, that's a fair statement, the sexual <clears throat> tension, because there is none. Right. There, There is <laughs> no 
sexual tension throughout yeah. the movie, right? Like because they've already hooked up and they're not together for most of it. Yeah, but yeah, just in ge- I just don't. I never felt that like that animal charge when there's two people on screen that you're just like, yeah, this is working for me. Like you just watched. Uh, the movie Scream. I saw you log that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now Billy and Stu in Scream. <laughs> Billy and Stu. They have that energy when they're on <laughs> screen sure together, <laughs> and that's what I'm looking for. Uh, then, right. This is a, is this a is a different type of rom com because they're not. They have two scenes together the entire yeah. movie. Um, I think that. To, so my letterbox review because you re- referenced it is talking about how I feel like I was tricked that they were having good on screen chemistry when they don't spend any time together at all in the whole movie and I think that yeah. the I think the 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 wise thing that they did with this story is they edited it properly where they the editing has their phone conversations because that's what their whole relationship is, is phone conversations yeah. has it cut side by side and the frames switch and so it looks like you know they're on screen in the same room. Well, it doesn't look like they're in the same room, but it looks like they're having a conversation back and forth. And I feel like that's edited well and directed well, and the actors are good at selling that they are are having a real conversation with each other. And so uh, that worked worked well for me. We're halfway through. I was like, you know what? Like, I do like this couple a lot, but they've not been in the same room together at all. Like, they're just it's 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 working for me. It's doing a good job. So, but you're right about the sexual tension where there's, there's none. Cause they have to realize that the whole thing is they realize at the end that they've just been in love with each other the whole time. Yeah. Or at least Reese have to has to understand that. And he has to, yeah, uh, more Reese has to understand that she's in love with him. I think he knows. Yes. But. He has to have the confidence to tell her. Right. Basically. Yes. Um, yeah, I think for me there was a there were a, I agree the I think the phone calls are a smart way to do it because I genuinely think these two actors don't have just good chemistry so it's lucky that they're not together for a lot of the movie like even press photos of the two of them promoting well, the movie Well that's the funny thing miserable. that the press photos are so funny cuz they're like they're not together and I think Mila no. Kunis like texted both of them like hey you guys have to act like you like each other like <laughs> yes they but it's because so they didn't unhappy. film anything together like they you know they didn't <laughs> yeah. They didn't do this movie together. They did. Maybe they needed like, uh, for me, maybe they needed like two weeks of hanging out before filming started to develop a bond that I could feel the connection throughout more. But I, I don't. I think because they're not together, it didn't bother me as much in the movie as it normally, you know, as it might have if it were a movie where they were constantly together. That yeah. they didn't have as much chemistry for me. I will say, not to keep bringing up Nora Ephron movies, but you talking about the phone call scenes. I think there was. Sometimes where they were a little awkward, I could feel like some pauses between them, like the timing was a little off. And we need to watch uh, When Harry Met Sally, which is not directed by Nora Ephron, but it's written by her. It's directed by Rob Reiner. But there's a phone call scene in that movie, Kyle, that's like a four way phone call where it's like it's showing all it's it's two people in bed together. One's talking to Harry, one's talking to Sally. And it's showing like all four of them at once. Mm-hmm. Right. And it is they sh- they had to do it like ninety times to get the timing down on it, <laughs> and it cool. is the best like phone call scene you'll ever see in terms <laughs> of the comedic timing of everybody just being right on point. We absolutely just need to watch that movie together because I know you're gonna love that scene cool. more than anything. Um, okay. Back to this movie. Speaking of phone calls, we cut to 20 years later where they wake up in bed and it looks like they're together at first. They do a fun little, you know, camera is pointed straight at Reese 
camera is pointed straight at Ashton. They have the same sheets. talking to it. Yeah. Yes. But then, surprise, they're really talking to their phones because they just woke mm-hmm. up and called each other. What time is it where she is? <laughs> That's a good point. He's in New York. He gets right? up and, and he goes to work. Like yeah, he gets completely so, ready. Is she she must be up she, at like four a.m. Four a.m. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like jeepers! I didn't think about it when watching it at first until in the movie Ashton was like, "It's late where you it's it's late where you are. It's early where you are, or whatever." Like when they were talking after right. they switched places, and I was like, "Huh, that's weird." Um, but yeah, they talk on the phone for a while. Um, we find out that uh, now Debbie has a son named Jack and Peter is just kind of like a bachelor in New York who doesn't really commit. Right. Yeah. That's the first. Um, Yeah. The, yeah. Go ahead. I mean, the way we learn that is he gets broken up with basically. Yes. Basically like right after this phone call, he's going to get uh, broken up with, but we don't, I guess we don't learn much about his situation other than he moved away from LA supposedly because he was afraid of earthquakes. Mm -hmm. And now he lives in New York and has like a really corporate job he's like a business consultant. he's a consultant he where he doesn't have to commit to anything yep he just he's in and out six six months he's got his his time limit and then he's out so boom um i thought it was funny here they make some joke about her like being a pack rat or having like a cluttered house and her house looks neater than my house has ever looked i feel like throughout the story <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, but whatever uh after the um the call we uh we oh, during the calls where we find out how he like bailed after their first night hooking up and then they became friends and they just remained friends for 20 years mm-hmm. right he, he just said he can't do relationships to her or whatever he's no good um, Peter's girlfriend, Becca, then is like, is that Debbie, this girl that you never let me meet for some reason, which is weird as hell. And they right? call each other and, like every day. Yeah. And like, it's his birthday weird. today. And he spent all, spent all morning talking to Debbie and yeah, not his like girlfriend. 40 minutes yeah. on the phone. <laughs> it's wild. Um, but then she pulls a pretty wild move with the breakup. Like. It's his birthday. They have plans to go get drinks. They're walking. And she's just like, where's this going? And he's like, what? And then she's like, wrong answer. Wrong answer. You're, yeah. we're, we're done. And it's like, okay, that's pretty that abrupt. Very but, I mean, I would be mad, you know, and maybe they're, maybe yeah. he's like, she's literally, she's like, I don't know anything about you. And he's like, I'm an open book. You know, ask away. But like, she's just, she's, she's like, I, she just feels like she's wasting her time. And she feels like yeah. if she breaks up with him, he's not going to care, which is true. I don't think he cares at all that his girlfriend no, breaks up. No, he definitely does so. not care that she broke up with him. So it's not a big deal. It just really felt like she was... for so, If she's asking where it's going, it's like presumably she has some feelings for this person right. and is exactly. willing to stay with him. But she was just immediately ready to just write him off yeah. and be done. Um, and then we just get a bunch of credits of them like walking together, right? And we mm-hmm. meet, uh, we see that Debbie has a weirdo neighbor named Zen who's played by Steve, <laughs> Steve Zahn. Steve Zahn, I was so Woo! surprised. It's like, there I love he is. Steve Zahn. <laughs> you need to watch White Lotus, man. He's is a, he in there? Yes, he's in the first season. Well, I don't know. I've never seen it. I love Steve Zahn, though. So that's a, that's a compelling argument. For it's me. uh yeah, it's a, uh, the Jennifer Coolidge and, and Steve Zahn show, I guess. There's a lot. I think that, yeah, it's a, the the more I think about White Lotus, I think the more that I actually do like it. I think I I didn't like it as much watching it for some reason, but 
it's a, I do like it. It's great. So it sticks with you. It, it does. It burrows in. But yeah, Steve's uh, on hilarious. Yeah. And um, I love my notes on this because my notes on this at this point in the movie is just like, where does Steve Zahn like live? Is he like in her yard? Like I know there was a. Large I guess this is not. I was like, the, is he in a tent in her yard? That's not my notes yet. I guess I I skipped yeah. ahead of my notes, but yeah. I, at this point, it's just there's Steve Zahn's in her yard on a bench. Like morning, as cool as we all wish could be the case in our lives. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, when they get to school, Debbie works there, but she's not a teacher. Is she like a counselor? I never got or- what her job was it's, she's trying to get some sort of like accounting degree certificate thing right that's like her goal in the movie so i thought maybe she was in accounting already but i don't know it seemed like she was just learning how to do that i think maybe she's a counselor i'm going with counselor because what other job is there i don't know she had she seemed pretty f- like familiar when she goes to school with like a lot that's of the terminology she's, it's not that's it's true clearly not barely. a zero to a hundred like class that she's taking that takes one week, you know? Yeah. It could be like something where she's been studying for like months beforehand. And this is like a, just a boot camp. You burn through it real fast type. It's a boards boot camp. Oh, it makes me nauseous. Just saying those words. Don't (laughs) tests taking so many tests in my life. Gosh, man, me too, but mostly pregnancy tests. And uh, you know you all, can't uh, get pregnant, right? You are well. That's what the people at the store keep saying, uh, and that's why I'm banned from Walgreens and CVS. But I'm gonna keep trying because I believe <laughs> in the miracle of life. Okay. Uh, so Debbie uh, drops her son off. We we see that like her son is kind of like a loser, right? Jack. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not like a loser, but in terms of his social, he doesn't standing, fit in. He doesn't fit in. No. Yes, and it's. He's, he's like a kid with a lot of allergies and he's a little scrawny and he's got what I think we're going to find out as a pretty overprotective mom. Yeah. Um, but she also sees her friend who is maybe a teacher who works there. Tig Nataro mm-hmm. uh, shows up. I love Tig. I think she's very funny. I feel like I recognized her, but I have no idea what, what I've seen her in. So I'm not sure what acting she let's take a look i know her as like a stand-up okay so i'm trying to well, maybe that's of, what i've seen is i've seen her s- some stand-up yeah, stuff you've so. probably just seen some clips of her of her stand-up or whatever she's she's a funny she is a funny one um <clears throat> and she's just got a really great like dry sense of humor you yeah know? Mm-hmm. or just delivery at least uh, and so i thought this was funny well not funny but kind of depressing that uh while she's talking to tig she's talking about how she wants to get this accounting certificate or whatever because she's like her medical insurance at the school will only cover jack's eczema medicine for like six months and i was like what a hellhole we live in (laughs) where the one of the plot lines in this light rom-com like is that she can't afford like she can't afford her son's medicine yeah you know like what 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 a thing to just be a throwaway detail in a movie that we just accept um it's sad it's uh, it's uh i deal with this every week (laughs) i bet every week i do i got a patient needs life-saving medicine right now and then insurance he can't he can't pay for it he just can't pay for it so it's yeah and that's the real reason why we're not going to continue the podcast guys I don't want to tell you, but I'm pretty sick. Oh, yeah, Kyle it, it will is not you. Give yes. me the medicine. <laughs> I <laughs> keep telling you, it's, you're not pregnant. Yeah. Like, you're fine. I am, Kyle. I peed on the stick and some lines showed up. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, there's a, there's a illness, um, where, uh, someone believes they're 
pregnant. Oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the name. It's a it's a funky name. Um, it's called Junior Disease. It's based on the Arnold Schwarzenegger film Junior. What is that? What, what is that? A you don't know the film line? Junior? No. Well, in the movie I'm, Junior, he is a man who has some. They do some sort of procedure to have him be the first man to carry a baby. Oh, good. Arnold Schwarzenegger. So it's about Arnold delivering a baby. I have not actually seen it, so I don't know. I assume. I have to assume that they say it's via cesarean, right? I mean, because how else is he going to get that baby out? Yeah, he's not pushing so, it out because because so technically, <laughs> like a go. technically, an embryo can grow in any like muscle tissue, basically, and so it's, he's got lots uh, of it. So he's a good candidate. So he is a good candidate. <laughs> this is uh, th- I had a back my one time I ever did stand up in college was at a like a just there was like a stand up. How'd you get away with sitting for four years? <laughs> Yeah, uh, good one. Okay, uh, um, it, it is. I had a bit about embryos and how you could put in embryos into your muscles before spring break, so you could look like you had really big muscles, but it was really like a baby, and like you know, mm-hmm. and it was a great, it's a great bit. But Indiana Wesley didn't crushed. want me to, didn't really want me to do it. But then they didn't want you doing <laughs> some humor about like babies and unnatural places <laughs> at this kind of literally Christian school. Like I had one about like a. <laughs> a bit about i forget what the bit was but it was about marriage or something and i had to, the way it worked at this christian college is i had to do my stand up routine for this show um in front of a, a panel of people who would approve it right and it was yeah. a panel of like the oldest professors at iwu basically and so mm-hmm. i finish it and i walk back and i talk to the to the lady who i had met before who was in charge of sga she's a staff um and she was like hey we like you. We want you to do the show. I was like, okay, so great. Okay, and she's like, there's some things that we need to cut from your 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 set. I said, routine. Oh, okay, yeah. like it was probably this one, maybe like. And she was like, no, it was the whole thing. And I was like, <laughs> well, I was like, what? It's like the two weeks. Like you and they're they're like, yeah, you have to come up with everything different. And it was a. I walked out of there and I was like so mad. Like like that I had to. It was all this like barely just barely um i don't know what the word is uh that i'm trying to say just just barely r- edgy mild, barely risky barely edgy yeah and like yeah. barely on the edge here and um eventually i what i did was like tweak a few of them and then i just met with her and i was like hey if i tweak this and yeah. this is it going to be good and she was like yeah it's going to be good none of the people in that thing are going to be there they're all super old they're, it's a it was like a student activity thing so it was great. It all Kyle experienced out. censorship and oppression for the first time, and he did not like it. I did not like you. it. It was great. Were your bits a lot like, y'all ever notice how New Testament Jesus or God punishes people like this, but Old Testament God <laughs> punishes them like this? No, it was, uh, it was a, gluten-free, a gluten-free Jesus that you could go and nibble on for communion. It was great. Oh, perfect. That was, uh, that was one of my favorite things <laughs> I came up with. So it was, <laughs> that bit was... Uh, uh, it was a disguise a um, church like a Methodist church, but then uh, but then you go in, it's all super new age and weird, and like that was the the whole basis of it. And they didn't like that at all. They they didn't like uh, that idea. So, um, but the world wasn't ready for what you had to say, Kyle. Hey, it's on YouTube. You can find it and watch. It. You can watch that whole set that I did. We'll put the link in the description of <laughs> yeah, the podcast sure. for anyone who wants to see it. All uh, right, Kyle. We then have a scene where Debbie is talking to Tig, whose name I never wrote down. I don't know Tig's character's name. Um, Alicia. Talk- ah, no, it doesn't work. Her name's Tig. Her name's Tig. Uh, it's Tig. Uh, yeah. 
she's talking to Tig about like her life problems. I don't know. Her husband, her ex is like a mountain climber who's he's never in the movie. He's just like a, he's alluded to only, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not around much. And she's she needs a babysitter uh, to watch Jack while she is going to go visit New York and stay with Peter, aka Ashton, to take this accounting final week-long school test thing, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So she's got a babysitter uh, named Scarlett, and we see when she gets back home, Scarlett is an actor. She's actually played by um, Rachel Bloom, I think is her and name. And Rachel Bloom is an actress. Uh, she is. She's in this movie as uh, yes, as an as a character as Scarlet. As yeah, Scarlet, exactly. So. Yes, but she is also the star of the show uh, Crazy Ex Girlfriend, which was I think the director of this was one of the showrunners or writers okay. on that show. Cool. So, fun little hey, we're friends. Bit of casting, you know, a uh, little cameo. But Scarlet is uh, auditioning basically. Um for uh, some show where she's going to get strangled. And so she's practicing lines, and then she's kind of interrogating Debbie about her life. Everyone's interrogating Debbie about her life choices Mm -hmm. throughout the movie, I feel like. They're all very... Debbie is too practical, too overbearing with her child, blah, 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 right? Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, uh, back in New York, Peter breaks up with the firm that he's been consulting uh, for they're like trying to convince him to stay on and you know like help them build the company even bigger and he's just like no I'm not interested I really like when the one guy is like delete my number from yeah phone. it's great and it's he, really good I really like yeah. this because it's it, he's had two breakups in a day he just got broke yeah. up with his girlfriend and then they play this scene as a major like breakup this just reminds me of Parks and Rec you know um mm-hmm. at what's it adam adam's his name adam scott adam, adam scott, scott. Is, ben is the character ben is the character where he yeah. just keep the that accounting firm just keeps wants yes. to, wanting to hire him and it's <laughs> and he just doesn't doesn't want to and like it's it it's that type of vibes where he's the company wants you know wants uh ashton kutcher to be there so bad and like it, it's just played as a as a, a breakup and it's hilarious yes it's very funny i like that ashton responds when he tells him to delete the number he's just like i don't have it in my phone yeah you know, it's like such a crushing <laughs> thing yeah. to say to someone and he's like well add it and then delete it <laughs> yes um, so he breaks up with them and then he goes back to his apartment and has the most pathetic birthday celebration of all time mm-hmm. eating a single like cookie out of a package alone <laughs> just, oof. and he's in his his apartment which we haven't mentioned yet but this is just an insane apartment like the most it's beautiful view nice of, and sterile i think it's a brooklyn yeah. bridge i don't know they made me question what bridges were what in this movie because they say that there's a manhattan one bridge. is the manhattan i don't know any bridges other than jeff and bo it's a beautiful bridge so. <laughs> and jeff and bo good <laughs> um, it's a very nice bridge very nice like executive apartment it looks like it's it's very very cool so um but it's but it's empty like his life Kyle sure is something more um but uh and guess what Debbie's gonna come and visit him so his life's gonna have something more right yeah it's gonna be great wrong what Scarlett gets back lets everybody know her audition went great and she's got a film for the next two weeks exactly when she's supposed to be babysitting Jack so Debbie can get fucked and yeah. Kissed rocks <laughs> yeah. as far as Scarlet's concerned, I guess. 
Um, this really sucks. And like as Debbie, you'd really have no choice but to just say, okay, all right. I guess I yeah, I'll do this my life next year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like she's yeah, like, oh, I blows. guess they offer I'll do it when they offer it again next year. And it's uh, pretty wild. You'd think that like Tig and her seem like they're pretty good friends. I feel like Jack could stay at Tig's house, probably. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you'd like, think. I guess sometimes that is a hard favor to ask unless you're really good for like if I was going somewhere for a week i don't think i would ask you to watch dot for a week you know we'd watch like, dot for a week it feels like it would be I mean, a, a hard big favor thing, but like it's big yeah but i mean i, I remember would feel, one of my f- i would feel weird asking it and we're much better friends i imagine than she is with tig i guess it's sure important. yeah i guess yeah um, I, thought, were you I had a say friend. I, I had a friend to stay with me in high school, and his mom was like, "Hey, here's his smoothie recipe every morning that he gets." And so my mom had to like learn how to make smoothies <laughs> and get up and make him his smoothie every morning, and which was, I mean, great week because after that, my mom made me smoothies like every morning. It was amazing. <laughs> great, it was great at making smoothies after that. But just like I want a Janice Davidson smoothie. It's great. That sounds wonderful. Yeah. What kind great. of smoothies? What was in them? Um, I mean, it was nothing special, but like it, a lot of just frozen fruit, but there was a secret and it was egg, like just raw egg in there. Mm, and um, Interesting. Yeah. And uh, and that was weird for my mom, but she kept doing it because like that was the recipe that it, it tasted good. So you're going to start doing that yourself as you're doing your pushups to help get extra jacked. Exactly. Right? You're, yes. like, you're like Rocky eating those raw eggs in the morning. I'm still going mm. strong on them pushups, too. I mean, nice. You're doing 41 today, then? Yeah, I haven't done them yet. Sucks when I haven't done any of them. So (laughs) does suck. You got it. We're gonna finish this podcast. You got some push-ups to do. Woohoo! Oh, Kyle, you're only a few days away from your favorite president. You're gonna be loving it. Oh yeah, 45, baby. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we uh, (laughs) the way. Okay, he can't. She can't go. She tells Peter. So what does he do? Because he's in love with her. He and he has a week off anyway. He goes ahead and books a flight and offers to just come watch Jack while she does the accountant program and she can stay at his place. It's a the holiday situation. You know, there were trading uh, yeah. homes. Yes. Yeah. Uh it's and been, so yeah, it's been a long time since I've seen the holiday, but Oh, I mean, I just remember the premise is these two characters swap houses. Yeah. And that's what this movie is. And he uh, uh Great guy, you know? He's like immediately, and like, he's just like, I already booked a flight, I'm coming, I'll watch the kid, you go and and you do your thing. Like, it's Mm -hmm. just a, I mean, that's a, it's a crazy thing. It's a a crazy thing for an adult to just be able to do that, and he's able to do it. You know, he just finished a job, but. Yeah, he's very well off, and he has no commitment, so he really is the ideal friend for this situation, (laughs) right? Yeah. Like, um, I think it's weird, though, that he's coming, but like. You'd think, I don't know, you'd think they would find some way to plan so, like, he can arrive and spend a day with them at least before they leave, you know? Yeah. Like, is she leaving tomorrow, or is there a couple days? I'm pretty sure it was, leaves? like, the next day, like, because Scarlett right. was already, well, like, I guess over or something. So, yeah. Then I'll allow it. Uh, but I was just like, man, that sucks that they don't even get to, like, see each other at the airport or something mm-hmm. after so long not seeing each other. Um, so that is the next day she says goodbye to Jack and friggin' Peter shows up for babysitting duty, right? Yep. Um, I think, uh, there's a little scene where like Ashton bumps into Tig, 
Peter bumps into mm-hmm. Tig, and I guess they know each other too. She was at the poker game. I think we find out later. Yeah, I think he just knows a lot of people. This is like his hometown, so his like, hometown. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. She has he hasn't seen her since then, basically. But um, yeah, yeah. I thought they were funny together. I thought they had some nice. I was I wasn't sure if I thought they were funny together. Or if I just think Tig is funny, is what I wrote down. <laughs> they like, have more scenes uh, together than him and Reese. They so. do. Yeah, they have good. I think they've got a good little back and forth. Uh, you know, Tig's Tig's extremely dry. She's like so so dry, and it's it's maybe maybe like just too dry a couple times where i was just like okay there's too just dry for kyle nothing Not but i i mean i like dry humor but like you know it's it's good she's this good like a she's mouthful funny. she can be she can be like a mouthful of sand you know <laughs> that tig she's so damn dry but i'm into it i'm not like anakin skywalker i don't hate sand. <laughs> <You> don't hate. <laughs> i do like that ashton because ashton kutcher has the right kind of like uh eternally a kid energy mm-hmm. so i like that he immediately like recognizes who the bullies are yeah. you know like mm-hmm. what the problems are in jack's life because he just has that i'm a kid deep down so i know he's like let's uh, see what the social social ladder is here he's yes. uh, he's thinking about that yeah. he absolutely is um they get into the car I like that um, when he shows up in like a Porsche mm-hmm. and is just like, oh, you want to drive? Like trying to make Jack seem really cool because yeah. they have this awesome car. Uh, then they get, they, they're driving together. He tries to connect with Jack. We see that like he and Jack are, I don't know, they're like friendly, right? Like they know, they obviously have talked on the phone at least plenty of times. Yeah. And he's always trying to like make up nicknames for Jack mm-hmm. or whatever. And they're never really working. I don't know. I'm not sure what their relationship is supposed to be. It feels like the movie wants there to be some sort of growth or change more than I felt there was as we keep going. One of my criticism like is is what exactly what you're talking about is is the uh, the relationship between them is not very consistent. And I and yeah. like there's one scene specifically where their chemistry is like way off. Like it just doesn't feel good it's coming up but like it uh i'm excited to see what it could be as we continue progressing Hmm. but um Hmm. yeah what a foreshadow wait speaking of i was gonna say foreshadowing kyle are we to the point where you're gonna mention oh yeah i was gonna mention podcast foreshadowing topic yeah you asked me what i was drinking and i said oh it's uh bring it up on the podcast i'm drinking see if you can guess because i already had you guess you guessed wrong but i'm Uh, drinking something related to this movie Oh, wait, is it champagne? It's not champagne. It's is, not. It, is it, uh, oh God, what are those waters called that he's drinking? The like sparkling water? <laughs> Pe- the Pellegrino or something? Pe- 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 oh yeah, it's he's not drinking a Pellegrino. It's not. Well, fuck, is it a Budweiser? I can't think of any other drinks mm, in this nope. movie. Nope, you're just going to have to find out. You're just going to have to find <sighs> out. Our listeners who have seen this movie are just like, they're like, they know, they know what I'm drinking. They're screaming. They're screaming they know what it is. The, it's, they're, it's from this scene. Come on. They're yelling at the, pay attention to driving, but the, I mean, they're yelling at the radio right now. Yeah, obviously. Um, Ashton unloads a bunch of info about like his dead dad on Jack in the car. Probably too much. Info. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, yeah. My dad was an alcoholic and uh, he left me when I was 13 and he died in a ditch. Yeah, like, just okay. too, too much. Oof. Um, and then he finds out, though, along the way that maybe he and Debbie aren't perfect friends who share everything because he didn't know that Zen existed. Mm-hmm. And I think there's something else that he Jack didn't know mentions. that he like, pl- like did skating and ice. Like 
he did oh, ice skating his but not mom hockey. won't let him do the hockey team like yeah. he likes to skate but he can't be on the hockey team which is why his former friend isn't really his friend anymore because he's friends yeah. with hockey kids now mm-hmm. yeah um and so we've uh once they get home uh we see the sea of post-its that debbie has <laughs> left all over the house with every possible bit of information marked uh, that they could need right mm-hmm. um she's prepared like casseroles for them to eat the whole time I too I think, yeah yeah they have the phone call here where she's like oh jack loves my casseroles or whatever and jack's just like shaking his head and ashton just fucking chucks it i love it he <laughs> immediately throws it away and he's like are you allergic to mexican food and the kid's <laughs> like no and it's great because yeah. carrie specifically liked it laughed at that because she's a celiac and like yeah just like are you allergic to mexican food is literally like something that is like could be said to her and like she's not allergic to mexican food generally as long as there's no flour tortillas which Good Mexican food is with corn tortillas, you know. Disagree. You what? You like your, you like flour tortillas? Yeah, I like tortillas that taste good. Oh my so yeah, gosh, that is... I don't have a problem with corn tortillas. I'll eat them, it's fine, but I find that the corn flavor is overpowering of the rest of the flavor of the taco or uh, burrito or whatever. Man. I don't I don't mm. like the additional flavor that the corn provides, personally. That's just I think- like... Uh, Man, that's like a major thing for me. I don't know. I just uh, <laughs> this is like end a of our friendship? friendship. I don't know. Go ahead, like, go ahead and end the podcast. I will say, here I, two I guess I'll extend early. some grace because I when my, when I first started dating Carrie, I did like like the flour tortillas oh. more. But then, like, I got so accustomed I knew she to was a bad tortillas. influence on you. I've always said that Carrie was a bad influence. But and, when you go uh, to like a Mexican restaurant and they ask you flour or corn, like do they roll their flour. eyes when, they, when you I'm, say flour? Because when I say I corn, mean, they they look at me and they smile and they nod their head. Kyle, and they when give you were me asking, a thumbs up. They when, give me two thumbs up. When you were up. asking, which one did you say first? When you were asking, that's all I'm gonna say. Right when I ask you, that sums it up. What do you mean? You said when I go to a restaurant, they ask you, do you want flour or corn? They yeah. say one of them first for a reason because it's number one. Because we live in the med- Midwest and it's a bunch of white people going to a Mexican restaurant. Uh, they know they know white people like their flour, but you know. Well, you know what? I'm gonna say it. White people are right. <laughs> <laughs> Sound I'm bite standing taken. up for white people today. Okay, <laughs> somebody has to stand up. We're not gonna let Mexican people tell us how we have to eat tacos. <laughs> It's a, it's an oppression, isn't it? That's what you're yeah, going to really, say next. I know how you felt when that board wouldn't let you do your stand-up material right now. <laughs> That's how I feel about my flour tortillas. Okay, corn I can't tor- help it. Flour tortillas are my favorite base for food, period. I like them more than bread. Like, if I could just eat sandwiches on flour tortillas, I would. Sometimes I make a peanut butter and jelly on a flour tortilla. I love a That's flour weird. tortilla. That's, yeah, okay. You're just you're just strange then. I think we figured <laughs> that out then. Baby, call me Steven, because I am strange. <laughs> yeah, I'm the doctor here, so. That's true. Uh, and I'm going to be the one with fucked up hands, though, because you're going to break them now that I keep saying bad things about corn tortillas. <sighs> I'm really tired. Uh, <laughs> Kyle, where, where where the hell were we? Oh, he orders that food. I know I you started say, talking about building the wall. I got really confused. I'm so let's. So um. Okay. He throws away the food. It is funny, but I was thinking like that is kind of a risky move if a kid has a bunch of allergies to immediately be like, "True, hey, we're gonna order food," like, and just trust that he 
is 100% on top of his allergies, <laughs> you know? He's very trusting as sure, a kid, you know? And yeah. By his age, I mean, he's like 13. I'm sure he has, you know, some... He's been running it himself, I think, probably for a while, mm-hmm. you know? I'm sure he his mom has ingrained it in him, what he can have. Um, But whatever. It's just like right away, though, that he's kind of, I thought, uh, undermining her authority as a parent like right away which is kind of uncool for a babysitter to do yeah it is uh, but he's you know he's doing her a favor he's, it's not a nice this ideal is situation. his like best friend that he's talked to every day for you know, true, 20 true, years true, true, true. so i think he has that um that uh that pride that confidence that like oh i like i know her so well like this is just mm-hmm. her being like overreacting and like we're we're gonna be fine that's fair so i think that he has that um hubris about him to go about making these decisions which is not you know not advisable i don't think he's he's a little bit much but yeah i don't know i think it's fair i do think he goes too far at times but i think this is the first night i don't think he does anything that i couldn't see myself doing at the very (laughs) least um uh, debbie gets to peter's place meanwhile and sees that he's a disgusting freak who organizes his books by color which yeah. is just <laughs> it's ugh. accurate um, she has a book club and carrie's like oh this is like a because like she uh her book club like posts a bunch of instagram photos of like really cool bookcases and stuff so it's like i don't know if that's a, this role specifically was like something reese, reese, really reese has liked, a book but, club yeah it's like oh. reese witherspoon's like I don't know anything about it other than she has a book club and it's, I think it's a big thing for her or something, but I mean, I want to so. join. I like Reese. I want to read yeah. books that she wants me to read. <laughs> um, uh, blah, 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 blah. Where was I? Oh, her, his, his apartment just is like, it just kind of like is shitty. Like uh, it's not shitty in how it looks, but it's not lived in. It's got no home. She, she goes to the silverware and all of his silverware is still in the packaging. <laughs> yes. It's hilarious. And it's his like, cups still have those stickers on them for the price. Mm-hmm. $25 a glass. Yeah. That's Jeepers. Yeah. It's a little crazy. I like that. She says just because you can, doesn't mean you should like that yep. feels like something that, she has very much like Midwest mom energy more than like LA mom energy. I feel like, you know, she's yes, always wearing sure. like denim skirts and stuff. Yeah, That like, is true. She's, I mean, she's extremely Midwest, but I forgot that they're like in LA. Yeah. So. It's a little odd, but it's fine. Um, Peter, uh, irresponsibly while looking after Jack decides that they're, instead of doing homework, they're going to watch alien which I fully endorse because Alien <laughs> rules, and that's an excellent decision. Um, meanwhile, Debbie back at Peter's place meets a naked woman uh, wearing just like a dress, I don't know, like a jacket, a long hoodie, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Named Minka, who is Peter's ex, who saw on Instagram that he broke up with Becca and so has come here trying to get laid, presumably. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then oh, uh, I oh I wanted to bring up I did want to bring up the alien scene. Yes. This is what this is where I thought the the relationship between the son and and Ashton's character like is weird. Like I thought that they were like still like kind of adversarial a bit but then they're like kind of buddy buddy but like I just didn't like the scene at all and I felt like their chemistry was pretty bad and there's like some jokes about it's like a this remote or the DVD player. The remote just, thing was weird. I didn't know what was supposed to be funny there. Like yeah, at all. it's just, it's not a good scene and it didn't really like, 
it, it's not giving a ba- me a, any sort of basis on where this relationship is. That's the thing. I don't think movie. their relationship is ever adversarial, right? That's what's weird. Like it's like they're always they start off kind of tepid, and I guess become a little closer. Yes, yeah. like yeah. A, the best I could say about their growth or whatever. And I don't the really only- want it to be adversarial. I guess it's just like in the beginning. It's just, I don't know. I don't know what the vibe is. And it feels not- like it should be like, I don't know, like he should be clumsy and bad at things and the kid's like rolling his eyes. I think it's better at it and they get closer or whatever. But Ashton's never like astoundingly terrible. He's just a little irresponsible. And yeah. that's never something that's fixed. So it's, I don't know. I was just happy to see Alien because uh, it's a great movie, and I remember watching yeah. <laughs> it when I was a little younger than Jack, and also thinking it ruled. So that's all I cared about. Um, they, Peter and Debbie, have a phone call together. I think after Jack's asleep, uh, where they're just kind of criticizing each other's house. It's just some like cute, you know, rom commy back and forth energy. Um, this is where uh, we do find out that Jack did love Alien uh, by the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Right? Oh, this is, he's not asleep yet. I think he's finishing the movie while Jack, Peter and Debbie are talking. doesn't matter. Uh, after their phone call, though, they find sweet little notes to each other, right? In the, mm-hmm. He goes into the bathroom and finds like a bunch of post-its thanking him on the mirror. And then she opens up the fridge and finds like a bottle of champagne to be opened for after she passes or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's nice. They're thinking of each other. I don't know. Would we learn this? At some point we learned that he has been to rehab twice for alcoholism. I don't know when we learned that either, because I specifically did not hear him say that and only piece together that he had a drinking problem first when he was with Steve Zahn and he was like, um, mm-hmm. Steve Zahn had a beer and he had not a beer, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's another scene where he goes to a bar and says he would love a, like an old fashioned, but I haven't had a drink in six years, so I'll have this. Interesting. Like, okay. Is he? Did he say an old fashioned? Is that he what he might said? have? Well, he Is might have, Kyle. Mm, maybe he didn't say old fashioned though. He didn't. He did say not. Did he? Oh, did he say Manhattan? I'm trying to. Think yeah, he didn't say it. Manhattan. It was close. <laughs> well. We'll have to find out when we get there. In a page of notes. I guess. <laughs> Let me just take a sip of my drink here. God damn it. What's the drink? Mm. People are losing their Ah. minds. Right now there are people driving into my lawn and pounding on my door (laughs) while listening to this. Scott, it's this. It's this. Come out. (laughs) Oh, there they are now. There it is. Did I fool you with my sound engineering? (laughs) Good God. Uh, I do like this bedtime scene, Kyle, because I like that they capture the energy of that sort of exciting feeling of sleeping in someone else's bed, you know? Like Sure. Yeah. It is like even though they are separate from each other, it is an oddly intimate thing to get into the other person's bed. It is. Where yeah. they sleep. I like that they make a special note of filming them the first time getting into each other's beds. I think that's a mm-hmm. key little thing that you could easily not include in the movie, but that does kind of flesh out the vibe. So I'm into it. Mm-hmm. Um Next scene, we have a morning prep, right? Peter is uh, trying to make breakfast, or he's trying to make breakfast for Jack, and Jack's like, did you make breakfast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought this was the scene that I was like, why is Jack being so fucking much all of a sudden? I know, yeah. yeah. Like, like, make yeah. your own breakfast, you're 13. This you guy took shit. you out to eat instead of eating your mom's gross casserole, like, yeah. the first night. Well, well, here's a question I had. They must get up early, right? De- because... 
they get up early enough to go to a restaurant before yeah, school. And that's right. It was before school. Cause I was like, they did, they go to the restaurant. I'm like, Oh, it must be Saturday. But no, it's, <laughs> yeah. he goes to school, doesn't he? And it's not like they go to like Dunkin' Donuts and grab something from the drive-thru. Yeah, no, this is a like beautiful, fancy, you probably need a reservation. In a greenhouse. Yeah, this is <laughs> yeah. like a literal like, like beautiful. Like a four-star restaurant they go to. You order like, you get like an Eggs Benedict here and it's like $25, yes. you know, like it's yeah. a. So it had to have taken a long time, I would think. But I guess they get. We do have established that Debbie gets up at four a.m. So and that it's must be yeah, full light. It's bright yeah. at four a.m. Oh yeah, of course. You know, it's uh, it's the summer. Sun rises early. Daylight savings and all that. I don't know. Yeah, sure. Um, this is uh, we see that he has got a plan to rebrand Jack. Right. This is what he pitches. Is he's going <laughs> to help Jack out by rebranding him to make him cool step one he's got king's tickets in in the box suite for Mm -hmm. him and whoever he wants to bring to bring these other kids right i was pretty excited when i heard this because i thought it was going to be king's the basketball Basketball. team that's what i thought too like but it makes sense it does make way more sense that it's hockey because i was like oh king's basketball i didn't know the same i guess I didn't know there were, I don't know. know. Yeah, because they're in like the same area that the Kings play in, right? Like Kings or San Diego. I'm not sure exactly if this movie is set in LA proper or where it's somewhere in California is basically all I really recall. Um, So I thought it was going to be Kings basketball. I got excited. I wrote like the beam in my notes, but that was unfortunately not the case. Yeah. This is where this is uh, in this scene before it, uh, Peter is sharing way too much about like what he thinks about this kid's mom. Like he's like, you know, your your mom, like she's like so ambitious, but then she uh, some at some point oh, yeah. thought she had to be practical and like and live like, and be practical. We're not going to live our lives practically, you know. It's like, yeah. why are you talking about this kid about his mom like that? Like that's it is terrible. Kinda, like, it's kind of dragging his mom's life choice. Yeah, and also putting it on him. Because sure, the reason yeah. she is practical is because she had a kid. So yeah. it's like, then she had this kid and decided she had to be all practical. <laughs> like, you don't talk about a kid, about someone's... No, you don't. It's so weird. Oh, Peter, you dumb son of a bitch. <laughs> Debbie has her first day of class, um, which seems pretty overwhelming, if you ask me. The fucking guy just comes in and starts spewing information at them. Uh, I like that she like takes out her pen and pencil or pencil and like starts taking physical notes and everybody else has their like laptops like you don't have to take no, notes no. it's like online so. it's all online the lady who says that is uh, from the show Glow I recognized her as one nice. of the wrestlers yeah I thought maybe she's gonna have a bigger part she does not well, um, was there, there was the callback <clears throat> where in the middle of class she she suplexed Reese and, and, and it's true. that did happen yeah so. it was pretty cool when that happened um, speaking, Kyle, of overwhelming, uh, Minka calls her and is like, I'm coming to get you for a drink at the Brownstone Club right now. This is the woman <laughs> that she met uh, at Ashton's place earlier. Yeah. She clearly needs to know more about Ashton's life or something. Cause yeah, I, I like how everything in Ashton's life so far is like has a six month time limit. His, is his, um, his, his job is six months of consulting and then he's out. His Relationship at the beginning that broke up. They were together for six months. Minka, mm-hmm. Minka, Minka. Yeah, Minka. Minka is like we broke up after six months. So literally, I just, I just like the consistency. Like he's really just 
lives his life six months at a time instead of <laughs> instead, instead of, of a quarter, quarter mile, mile. <laughs> quarter, yes. quarter mile at a time. Um, while she's waiting for Minka, she overhears the world's worst, most pompous, pretentious piece of shit ever English professor. <laughs> I fucking hate this dude. I didn't <laughs> listen to it, but I was like, what is, she, what is happening? He's here? just spewing book stuff, but he's like to his students, he's like, how many of you have ever read this by this or whatever? Mm-hmm. Well, fuck yourself, dude. This is, this is how you teach. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> ugh. Um, but Minka shows up and comes to get her i was honestly i was surprised at how the minka character worked out right i thought minka was gonna be in and out for sure i thought she was either gonna be in and out or she was gonna be a snake in the grass right yeah there's a lot there's a couple different characters you think are gonna be snakes in the grass yeah i was like oh no something bad's coming and then it never does and you know what i like that i like it too like maybe it doesn't make for the most exciting movie but like it's nice. I'm, so, to I'm like... so glad you just used those words, Kyle, because I said to Celia, I don't know if that was a rom-com or a rom-calm. It's not very exciting, <laughs> but, but it was but a lovely sweet. time. Yeah, yes. it's it, it's a sweet movie. And um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Like Minka surprisingly turns out to be a nice yeah. friend for- There's like a moment where Reese, she's like yeah. asking about Peter and I was like, oh no, she's going to be a nut. I'm surprised Peter didn't warn her about it but then quickly minka is like what's your love like like love life like when did you last get some and they <laughs> see a hottie at the bar um and sitting next to that hottie is the world's worst professor from earlier yeah and so yes. <laughs> minka's like let's go up there and talk to him and get and you I like late. reese like how's your love life and reese like it's like the the wind on an open prairie like a tumbleweed in an old ghost town it's funny it's good yeah it's a good little scene. It was good. I thought it was funny she couldn't think of the word tumbleweed for somebody who can recall every book she's ever read. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> In extreme detail. Um, hey, sometimes when you have a, such specific knowledge on things, plain old world, plain words just don't come to you. You know, when mm-hmm. you spend like years in med school, you know, these stupid medical terms. Sure, I get, I get the Pseudosiasis. That's the term for when you think you're pregnant. Oh, look at that. He got there it. There it is. Pseudosiasis. Uh, well, so I don't have uh, that because I know I could be pregnant, so it's not that. You're right. You don't have it. You don't have it. You you could be pregnant, man. You got, I could. You got I mean, this. I keep peeing on my COVID tests, and they keep coming back <laughs> negative, but I'm going to keep doing it. But as long as as long No, as that means your Joe baby doesn't have COVID. That. It means your baby self doesn't have COVID. My child is like Ellie from The Last of Us. They have the cure in their blood, Yeah, Kyle. Exactly. <laughs> um... This is, uh, I can't remember what the professor did, but when they came up to him, I feel like he made some, com- he does, he makes some comment about her denim skirt or something, like judges her outfit. And I was just like, fuck this guy, this <laughs> professor. But the editor, uh, she spots them because she recognizes this dude as a book editor. She's like a huge fan of the publishing company. Yeah, it's insane. He, what right. a wild thing <laughs> yeah, for anybody what? to be. But I love that. Just... Okay, that's her character, whatever. Um, and the editor is super hot and super cool, and his name is Theo, and mm-hmm. he's in the movie Cabin in the Woods. Uh, yes, he is. Yeah. Theo, yeah, it's Je- or Jesse Mar- Jesse Williams is yeah. his name. And it's great, because I, rec- I, gra- I recognize him, too, and Carrie did, and um, Carrie recognized him from Sister of the Traveling Pants, too. Hell, yeah. Does he play, <laughs> is he like the Greek guy that I don't know. I, she didn't Bledel tell me, but... Hooks up with? 
Leo is his name. One. It sounds like Greek. It could be a Greek thing, but no, I number. Yeah. I was like, really? Like, that's how you know him. And she's like, yeah, I've seen, that's my favorite one is number two. I've seen it a million times. It's like, okay. <laughs> well, okay. I've, I've seen it once. I don't, I, obviously I don't remember it that well. Cause I can't remember which one. But has... he's popped up a few times for me where it's been. Sorry. I didn't let you finish. That's okay. Keep... I didn't have anything to say, dude. Uh, <laughs> uh was, um, it's been like he's in an episode of Only Murders in the Building, Cabin in the Woods. He's in that. He's um, just got beautiful eyes, this guy. He does. They piercing are, eyes. Ugh, yeah. He's got the eyes. My, I can't yeah. look away when he's there. I'll be honest. I was rooting for him in this movie over Ashton. <laughs> yeah, uh, kind of. They have more scenes together. They do. Yeah. And they have good chemistry, I think. They really I, do. Yeah. Um, so she starts talking to this guy, and he's like, she knows like every book She's straight up like, I've read every book your your company's ever published. She's like, that's impossible. Have you read this one? The Dust Bowl? Nobody read that. And she's like, I bought it the day it came out. And he's, he's like, like you, were the, you, were the, <laughs> you were the person who bought it the day it came out? <laughs> so that was really fun. So they, they have a connection, and he takes her phone number, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, simultaneously, we see that Peter is taking the kids to the Kings game. Uh, to all this and the two bullies basically just ignore Jack the entire time it fucking sucks like yeah these kids are being assholes yeah I kind of feel that I mean like I mean that that happened to to me in like middle school high school you know it's like if you're like want to hang out with some friends but then like a couple guys or they're they're like they're better friends with each other like I don't I feel like this has happened this specific instance has happened i've been in similar situations but i don't know if i've ever had it happen with only three people in such a small like area very true yeah it is pretty egregious that they literally do not especially when he's like he's literally talking to them yeah he says something to them and they don't respond yeah Uh, yeah exactly that specifically i don't think has ever happened to me no i think ashton absolutely needs to like as the adult instigates some sort of group activity, right? That they all have to be involved in to facilitate mm-hmm. friendship in some way. Like, I mean, he's taking them all to the game, but if he can see one of them is being ostracized, he needs to be like, all right, guys, who we're all going to go here and do this thing. Like, yeah. He who, should yeah. split up the goods somehow. Yeah. Somehow. But they like, be like, I need to go get drinks. Hey, uh, weasel face, come with me and help me carry. Exactly. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that doesn't go well. Back at uh, back in New York, in Peter's place, Minka is telling Debbie um, about something. One of Peter's secrets now, which is that she found a book that Peter wrote hidden in his oven. A big is, fat novel. Woohoo! Which is a wild place for him to hide the book because he has to know his friend Debbie well enough to know that she might use the oven. Actually, yeah. <laughs> um, but. They find it, they open it, they decide they're not going to read it, of course. I like it how, like, she says a big fat novel, and in my brain I'm thinking, like, a Sanderson. Yeah, Yeah, I'm thinking a Sanderson-sized thing, and then, like, they open it up, and it's like, I don't know, like a A couple hundred pages? Yeah. Maybe? Yeah. You could knock it out in a day, no problem, what is written there. Yeah. Uh Which is exactly what Debbie does. It is. Uh, But not yet. Because first uh, we have a scene where Peter and Jack go home and uh, Jack is pretty defeated. Everything sucked, right? Jack feels like shit. Not a great outing for the kids. He's pretty unhappy. 
Um, and then uh, Peter and Debbie have like a bath time call together. I love how they're both in the bathtub. This is, you know, a, a great scene with it cut right in the middle. The water is at the he's, same level. I like that he's trying to deny that he takes baths when he has like an amazing bathtub know, in his home yes, that exactly. she's in. I'm I don't know why you would, would deny baths. I'm a bath guy. I love baths. Baths. If are anything, amazing. if I were him, the only reason I would say I wasn't taking a bath would be because her bath is way smaller and shittier than his. Right? Like. I'm surprised yeah, there's he no is way called he fits to in it. the bath like at all. Like you don't, yeah. it's too small. You I love a, a bath, but size. we don't have. I haven't had a bath that can really fit me as an adult, like ever. You know, I would love to have like a huge bath. You know what? Sometimes just come on over. You can you can take a bath at my place. <laughs> Knock on the door, more as come two, over bath. as uh, uh, one man would yeah. frequently uh, invite another man over to take a bath. That. That is yeah. the invitation I'm I'm presenting. So. All right, I'll bring my own Epsom salt, so it's not <laughs> weird. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, they have their little phone call together. Um. I was thinking that I don't necessarily think it's cool of her to read this book without asking him, but it also wasn't very cool of him to like take her son to a hockey game without. I like. Permission. I, yes, so. I think that they're both equally yeah. breaking boundaries, and I like that about this movie. Yeah. I think that it's just like I, I feel like they're both equally like sweet and kind and caring, but also also both equally breaking boundaries, and one of them involves like another human like a kid so it's yeah. technically pro- probably way worse but like still like i they're they're equally breaking boundaries at this point yes and they are uh i mean even if the human is objectively more important they are at least both fucking with things that are of extreme importance to the other true. very yeah. true um and so she decides she's gonna read it and I wrote, well, isn't it a great thing that she's reading this book? And she just met a book editor. And speaking of. I know, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> ah, it's all coming together. Uh, I love it. She's reading it in cl- in her class that she has flown out here for. I know. Like, that's that's strange to me. That like, uh, Yeah. I would think you could pause for an hour for your And class. I think that she would. You know, I think yeah. that she would pause. But um, I guess the book's that captivating. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe and maybe really the class good. is that easy for her, which. Yeah, we, we, the yeah. notes are all online, so. so you don't really have to pay attention. And she does have her laptop out this time, so she's not mm-hmm. taking uh, notes. So the she's, teacher does not give a shit that she's just openly reading a book in the middle of class. I mean, it's like a weak certification thing. Like this it's has got to be some sort of a money grab, right? So like it's yeah. it's still yeah. usually I feel like th- there's always going to be the professor who's like feels disrespected by that. That's true. Though. That's you true. Now. Um, Blah, 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 blah. She takes the book to Theo, right? They go, I think it's, is it at the, uh, at the Brownstone Club again that she runs into him? Or is it just like a coincidence they run into each other else? I thought they had a, else? do they have a date yet? Is this no? the, I don't think this is their date. I think that it's the same place and she brings a manuscript. Okay. I thought it was like, well, I don't I mean, know. I thought it was a plan to like at least see each other again. Maybe it was like a plan that. to just meet up again here. I'm not sure. But uh, it but sucks it, for him because like, it just like imagine imagine it immediately feels like yeah that she couldn't oh, possibly this is be why intro- yeah oh yeah. she's using me like, she's that's- using me all right you're bringing me a book to read like okay great if it were like- anybody even an ounce less charming than Reese Witherspoon it would be the end of things yes yeah but right. she's so goddamn charming that you'd give in and say yes and mm-hmm. do it um but Theo continues to be like perfect right he's like 
All right. He, I love that he's like, he's not like out and out no. He's just like, you know, most of the time when someone hands me one of these, it's insane and <laughs> garbage and I'm not allowed to take them unless it's from like another editor. And that's when they lie and say that yeah. she's an editor. Nick is like, oh yeah, she's an editor though. Yeah, she's his editor. She edited it. Yeah. Um, and I wrote though, I think that this is too far to give the book because we found out too that the book is incredibly personal to like mm-hmm. give it to somebody else to read a publisher. Um, but the good news is that Peter also does something immediately too far uh, right after. So they keep it even handed where yeah. he is, he's, he tells Jack about um, his daddy issues and the cars. Hey, that's where my cold open came from. Uh, mm. And, but he agrees basically that he's going to let Jack try out for the hockey team Something that his mother has expressly told him he can't do. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa, buddy. And guess what? It doesn't go great. I mean, it does, but it also doesn't, you know? (laughs) Um, But Jack really likes this news, and he gives him a hug after. And Peter likes that hug. You can tell. He's Mm -hmm. a big old softy. It's like I almost wish that it was like, I don't know, Peter was at an established phobia of kids because that's part of commitment you know so like maybe he was worried he wouldn't like jack and then it's the hug that kind of has him giving in i don't know i'm just trying to think of ways to make it so they have a more meaningful progression but i'm forgetting that's not what this movie's about it's a rom-com it's just about yeah it's (laughs) it's just about keeping things even and mellow all right so um Debbie, uh, back where she's at, she's called out of class by uh, Theo, um, the publisher hottie guy. Uh, I've written my notes because I don't think I had his name written down before. (laughs) Um, So uh, to come see him, basically, because he has news about the book and the news is that he loves it and he wants to have dinner to discuss it further. Right. So now Mm -hmm. she's just leaving her class in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, really going in all in for this. Yeah. Really are. This book better fucking work out. And you're really worried at this point, if you're me, especially that like, oh no, Theo's gonna be a creep, right? Like Yeah. Now yeah. now you're thinking, oh no, he's using her. Right. Like, exactly. Like, oh I love the book. Yeah. yeah. Like, let's go out again. Let's have a know? it's like that scene in the office when Ryan is telling Pam that he really likes her animation, maybe we should go out and have dinner sometime and talk about it. You know, <laughs> like, um, I like that. Um, Minka comes over to help her get ready for the date. Like Minka just becomes Debbie's best friend. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, Minka's here again. Oh, okay. okay. She's like, hanging out and she's funny. Yeah. So I'm happy when Minka's here. Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, after this we see, I guess, meanwhile, concurrently, Jack has his first uh, hockey practice or tryout or whatever it is. It's not it's not a practice necessary because they have the tryouts later. So this is like a pre tryout practice. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I, I don't know enough about how sports auditions work. So, sure. you you know? Typically, tryouts are over multiple days, at okay. least in uh, middle school, high school. So um, there you go. Um, well, it's he does good, though. Uh, Jack, he's like, Peter says he's like the fastest skater on the ice. I think we see him score like two goals maybe while practicing. Yeah, he does. It's surprising to me that this kid who just ice skated before is suddenly really great at hockey. Like, well, maybe, I mean, maybe he's practiced like street hockey or whatever. Maybe he's I guess, yeah. a big fan. I don't know. I believe uh, it. But he does tell, uh, Jack tells Peter he thinks he wouldn't suck as a dad basically uh, mm-hmm. after all this, which... 
You're just saying that, Jack, because he's giving you things you want. Okay. Uh, Peter is True. so hyped on this good news. Everything's going great that he goes and decides to bond with Zen. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's when I first noticed uh, that's where I was like, why is Peter's beer a different color? I was like, oh, it's not beer. Weird. Um, this was weird, though, because Zen is like. They're treating this as if Peter and Zen have had a contentious relationship up to this point. Right. Yeah, He's just like, hey, man, like, sorry, I haven't like introduced myself. This is yeah. what this is what Ashton is saying. Like, I just didn't know like what's going on, and like I'm trying to get. He's acting like he's been a jerk by not like, yeah, like. But talking Zen's to him. like, it's okay. It's just because you don't like me or whatever. Yeah. It's like <laughs> right? what? I don't. Yeah. I haven't really got. I've just gotten like a nothing vibe from you two. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then he does not like Zen because we find out that Zen has been fucking Reese. They're like, yeah, friends with he's benefits. like, yeah, it's like a friends with benefits type thing. And he's like shocked. Like what? Like I was shocked too. I mean, me Steve Zahn, I mean, I would give it up for Steve Zahn as well. <laughs> I just couldn't imagine this extremely like overprotective overbearing mom letting this weird guy be on her property all the time that she's also sleeping with. Yeah. I don't think it, it it didn't sound, it sounded like maybe it had happened like once or twice or something in the way past or something. Like it, 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 that's the vibe I got was like, yeah, it happened like before. And since he's like, I just hang around. He's like, I just, you know, maybe one day, like she'll like see me as something else. And you could tell that he's saying the exact same thought process that like Ashton is thinking too. And I'm like, Oh, this, they're in the same boat. These two. It's a, it's a, there's something about Mary situation. Everybody, everybody's into Reese. Mm Mm-hmm. I love his, I love the, uh, the quote in this scene where it's Ashton's like something like, like, uh, like kids are like so tough and, and like Steve's like, yeah, man, herbs can be as hard as kid as hard as children. Like I got a plant over there. I was up till 3am with last week. Yeah. They call it plant colic, <laughs> man. Like it's so funny that this guy's so weird. It's he is great. weird. And we find out here that he is like a billionaire like a, yeah, yeah, he's, he's like, tech. I'm independently wealthy from a tech thing. I live next door in my big mansion doing nothing all day. I just like to tend her garden. Yeah, and he's there's like, why like... don't you do your own garden? And he's like, oh, I got a guy for that. He's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. He's like waving to him. But this, and like, I think this is the, yeah, when he gives him the beer, he's like, hey, man, you want to take a break? And like, have a beer. He's like, and Steve's like, I I don't need to take a break. I don't, I don't work here. Like, <laughs> like, but... It's funny. Yeah, it is funny. Um, uh, while they they have that talk, Ashton's obviously a little upset to learn that Debbie's sleeping with someone else because he's in love with her. Uh, and speaking of Debbie hooking up with someone else, she goes to meet Theo looking like a fucking smoke show. Yeah. Reese is looking hot as hell in her dress uh, she that she's wearing. She looks gorgeous. Um, and yeah, I like I, I really like these two together on their little date. It's like, I don't know, they talk about books aplenty, and he likes the book, and uh, they go for a walk, and they talk about bridges, and teach us about which one is Jeff and which one is Bo. And then <laughs> then they go back to Peter's place, and, you know, uh, they do the deed, right? They do. I thought it and- was surprising that she opens up the gift champagne from Peter for her class for this mm-hmm. hookup instead, you know? That's supposed to be like a a sentimental champagne for True. a specific purpose. Mm-hmm. It didn't come into play. It didn't matter. She has no thoughts about this. She, it's not a thing for her. It's not, it's like a wall that's just never been 
broken where she's never thought about uh her and peter having yeah. like a intimate relationship you know like yeah. it's it's um, just not there and it um, ain't there and uh uh it is there for peter who is very upset when they accidentally turn on uh his home security cameras and he looks yeah. at his phone and sees Reese hooking up with this guy and yeah. immediately just throws his phone across the room and, <laughs> and it shatters it. a vase. I yeah. like that. I could, I think it's a practical effect. I couldn't tell if it was just CG though. It looked great though. Either oh way, my God. But... Speaking of CG, we didn't talk about this on the episode, but did you see that the kiss between Jonah Hill and uh, whatever the actor's name is, I cannot remember in you people is a completely CG. No, they what? do not. If you watch what? it, I, if you watch it back, it's so obvious that it's like just two heads being like composited Why? together. The two what? of them never kissed. I guess maybe they didn't get along or something, but they never filmed a kiss for the movie. Uh, maybe it what? was even like, I don't know. I just saw somebody tweet about it and then saw the video. I tweeted it out from our account, like retweeted it. I saw that, but I didn't know what it was talking about. Yeah, I was yeah. confused. If, if you click I on it, I meant to ask you about it, but <laughs> if what? you watch that video, you'll see that they are clearly not actually kissing. It's so that is weird. So strange. Yeah. So I hope this base was at least real. Let's get something real in these movies. Yeah. I did think it was funny. <laughs> I think that would be my reaction probably to like, unwanted like uh get rid of it chuck it sexual thing in front of my face you know it's like seeing it's like seeing a, a sibling naked or something right yeah even. exactly yeah. Mm-hmm. which by the way i was just talking about this to celia speaking of seeing a sibling naked but um that sounds weird that transition it's not a uh, weird transition at all weird. what do you it's that's weird. not it's well fine. it's weird cuz we were we were Easy. talking about uh um, totally normal how, transition how i've never liked Miley Cyrus that much because she looks a lot like my sister and she's always doing, she's always in like really revealing or like, like she's going for like a trashy aesthetic on purpose. Right. She's always 15% covered. Yes. Most of the time. And her face, like I, I was like, maybe I'm making it up, but I said to Celia, she's like, yes, your sister looks just like Miley Cyrus. That's how she <laughs> explains it to people. She's like, if you're at Corner Pocket, my sister-in-law's the one who looks like Miley Cyrus. So there you go. That's I, great. I can't I've, enjoy Miley. Yeah, man, I like. I don't know, Loki. Like, just love Miley Cyrus as an artist. Like, I think that she's like, it's gonna be. She's like our same age, right? So she's yeah. we're basically gonna age with her she's gonna do music for the rest of our lives right but like yeah. i think that she has like her voice is great it's uh it, we listen to like some of her stuff that's like more like slow sometimes like we'll find mm-hmm. it more like country um but uh yeah like uh she's great she was good at, she has like a new year's eve show re- that uh that she does now in Nashville. I don't know if this year was the first year, but we watched it and um, it's like fun to see her do like party in the USA. Cause she clearly does not care about that song. Of course, that like must 0%. be like the, probably a song she had the least artistic input in, in her career. Yeah. Right. And she like gets, to, she like performs it, but like has fun doing it. Let's the crowd like sing. And there's like a cut where like it cuts to a fan and it's like a girl, like full on, tears like crocodile tears <laughs> crying to party in the usa was it was it carrie was it she was, in the video yeah, yeah. no it was I me figured. it was me it yeah. was you your hair was down it looked like a girl yeah makes sense but um yeah i think uh it's it's uh 
yeah, I, like Miley. I don't know. I don't know what else I have to say. All about right, that. that's great. So. Uh, it was just a random non sequitur that popped in my head uh, about my complicated relationship with Hannah Montana. <laughs> um, Wait, so uh, Hannah Montana is not Miley Cyrus, though. Oh yeah, sorry. I always get those two confused. I didn't. I yeah, didn't mean no. To say that. Yeah, but Hannah Montana yeah, looks people. like her, but she's she's got blonde hair. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. One of them's long and blonde, and yeah, yeah. they're both singers though. That's weird. Uh, uh, I guess, yeah. yeah. I guess it's weird, yeah. but huh. they should do a show together sometime. <laughs> that'd be yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be wild. Um, so we see uh, after he throws the phone, he decides he's going to kind of get some action of his own, right? Because he's he's like, I'm not going to sit here and pine over her. I'm going to go get some. So he has Tig come over to babysit something that mm-hmm. perhaps she could have been doing the whole time, uh, <laughs> and. <laughs> And this is where we definitely verified he doesn't drink anymore, I wrote, but he's going to hook up with like some old He goes old to the bar and he orders. Day. Do you know what he orders, Scott? I, I don't know what he orders, Kyle. He order, he's order? like, he stands up and he's like, I sh- he's like, I really want a Macallan is what he says. Ah, a Macallan. Macallan. Scotch uh, yes. whiskey is what he says. Whoops. And I go, yes. And Carrie goes, no, he's an alcoholic. I said, wait, what? He's an alcoholic? I was like, yeah, don't you remember? He said that he was, he's been Carrie to Rio twice. The, and I was like, oh, I, I do one. remember that vaguely. <laughs> I don't remember when that was said at what point in this that. movie. But at I'm like, all. I have four pages of notes and that did not make it in. So. <laughs> but I'm like, but he's got good taste. So, and of course I have Macallan 12 in my, in my, uh, in my bourbon collection. So I poured myself a, a a glass of that. Oh, yeah, I meant to tell you, I accidentally movie, spilled so. some of that, but I filled it back up with water uh, when I was there. Before, <laughs> it did, so it's yeah, it's, it did did taste uh, quite watered down, but <laughs> it's weird. It's also it tastes um, terrible. This scotch that I bought that's so expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's also what uh, Jeff Winger frequently will order a Macallan. In, uh, uh, so did in you activate community. it with a single drop of spring water? As oh, Jeff man. Winger says, you need to do when it's what you, it's what they do. It's what the uh, not what's the, it's not connoisseur. What's the word? The um, uh, the, the tasters. Um, uh, I don't know the word. Honestly. I had a guy that I talked to frequently. Or I talked to him a few times about um, about whiskey tasting. That's what it was. His job was. It was. Yeah. Um, I always I mean, blank I on like the name a, of the job. With wine, you're like a sommelier or whatever. Yeah, it's I think called. it is a sommelier. I think it is yeah. sommelier. I think it is the same thing, but. No, what you would do is you would taste, you taste it, uh, you taste it straight, and then you add a, dr- and then you spit it out. You add a drop of water, and you taste it again, and that's how you get the 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 full flavor. You board, know what I do? I put a fucking ice cube in it and I drink it. <laughs> that's what I do personally, and, <laughs> and it that's tastes good. Great. You should you should drink whiskey the way you want to drink it. Exactly, you know? and I do it the way I want with a flour tortilla crammed into the glass, the yeah. way that God intended. <laughs> but but what? Yeah, flour tortilla. Get out of here. But but would they say that if you add ice to whiskey, does it really like dull all the flavors out and you should never do that? Some people might say that. Some people might say Some that. Some people might but, say that, and I guess those people are dumb because uh, I've yeah, had plenty of whiskey yeah, and it no. tastes totally fine with an ice cube <laughs> in it. it. Virtually the same, I would say, only cold, which is how I prefer to consume beverages myself. <laughs> uh, but, you know, that's just me. Uh, I also, I do this, I won't drink my Pepsi with ice in it because it dilutes it too much. (laughs) (laughs) Did you ever have the, okay, did you hear about Pepsi Nitro? Nitro I did, I had one Nitro Pepsi. You had one? Yes, I did. What did you think of it? 
I thought, well, I'm sure glad I spent my money on a flat Pepsi. <laughs> I know, it's so flat. It sucks so bad. I love Pepsi. I'm a well-known Pepsi lover, right? I love it better than Coke. It's better than Coke. But well, but the nitro that. Pepsi, like, you have to... You, you pour it straight in as you do with the yeah. nitro beverage and then it has like a head to it which yeah. is kind of cool it's like you drink the head and then all of a sudden you're like wait now it's just, just have, flat now it's pepsi. just like i'm drinking syrup it's rest. just flat pepsi it sucks. it sucks it's awful don't recommend they should have done like it should have been like nitro pepsi but with a different flavor added to make it work you know like a nitro beer can work but I don't know. Just a nitro like, beer can work because it doesn't have to be carbonated. Yeah, but like, and you but, can make it taste Pepsi, like a, have like a coffee flavor. Like if they did nitro Pepsi and coffee to mimic when Coke did Coke, Coke did Black. Coke and coffee yeah. together, they could have yeah, added Coke coffee Black. to the nitro Pepsi, and it probably would have been okay. Way I give better. that a try. I give. Yeah. I would give that a try because I, I tried the Coke Black with the coffee, and I didn't think it was terrible. But they did have wait. They did have the nitro regular, and they had a nitro with vanilla, but it mm. wasn't enough. It was the no. same. And that's just more sweet. That's just like. Syrup on top of syrup, you know? I need something to cut the fact that it feels like I'm drinking the syrup straight from the box yeah, when which, I'm doing that. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Uh, where, where were we here? Um, he goes on that... He goes to hook up with that girl, but he decides ultimately he can't do it, right? Which I like. You know, yeah, it's I like... I just... This movie's easy, you know? It's, it's, a, it's a smooth mm-hmm. ride, you yeah. know? The person in love never betrays that love. Like, Reese doesn't know she has those feelings for Ashton yet, so it's fine if she sleeps with uh, Theo, but Ashton does know he loves Reese, so we might as mm-hmm. well not see him sleep with someone else. Um, and so he goes, and he has that heart-to-heart... He has a heart-to-heart with Tig when he gets home, and basically she's like, yeah, you love Debbie, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And so... <laughs> He was going to tell her his feelings, basically, but then she got pregnant, and that kind of scared him off, Yeah, um, which is where I think you could work in him having an awkward relationship with kids and being bad right. at it, yeah, mm-hmm. but whatever. Uh, Tig gives the correct advice to, sha-la-la-la-la-la, don't be scared, kiss the girl, <laughs> Yeah, uh, which is always the advice you should give. Just kiss. You guys like each other. You're both adults. You're not encumbered. Just kiss. Just, Just get kiss. together. It's fine. Um, in the morning, Debbie wakes up and she's late for her final, Kyle. <gasps> she rushes, leaving Theo behind in Peter's apartment. Rude. Uh, she's, I, I wrote, she is going to fucking fail. Cause so far we've seen her go to one class where she paid attention. Right. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. Oh, and here's the thing though. Here's the thing though. Okay. So she doesn't, right? She nails no. it. She, Apparently, she, yeah. Like, at least what we see. We don't see her actually pass, but she no. looks confident. She turns it in before everybody else is done. And they t- they say that she passed after. Like, somebody says that it happened. Okay, that's good. But, yeah. like, that's what I believe. So when she's going to the final and she sits down, like, I un- like I did not expect her to fail I because it, that's not who her character is. Her character is going to do something and take it seriously and nail it. Like, that's what, that's what she does with her whole life. Everyone thinks she's so capable. Well, that's so, why I like, thought she was going to throw it away taking a bigger risk I betting believe, on peter and, yeah and but i at this point in the movie like in my brain i'm thinking oh, she's not gonna fail she would never have done any of this without like <laughs> taking her studies first even though we haven't seen any of it like we haven't seen her study at home mm-hmm. but she just knocks it out of the park and just walks out and i'm like great that's exactly what i expect i didn't expect her to actually like fail and she like, does sit down she is risk. you can tell she's confident she's gonna be fine and i'll be honest i've had those finals before where i was not 
logically prepared and just the adrenaline of it coming in at the wire you just yeah. sit down and somehow your brain <laughs> fucking forces it out and you do it you know so. it's like my favorite well not my favorite thing but like there's a so in like undergrad like um like you have to have a, a certain gpa to get into med school right and so that means that you're your like and easy you yours, classes, right? like you your like easy classes, into the system and changed yours or something. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, exactly. I know your easy classes, like you have to get an A in those, right? Because yeah. those have to be like those have to cover you if you like if chemistry, if organic chemistry was really hard, right? And so, so unlike my my doctor's I'd terrible really at chemistry, hard. but he's really good at basic. <laughs> he's really good at history. <laughs> it was a, literally a yeah. history test, like my last semester that. I specifically remember I studied real hard for it and was finished with the final and very short amount of time enough where I was the first one and everyone like lifted up their heads and was like, look, is one of my favorite Mm -hmm. things at the end of college was like finishing this final extremely quick and walking out. And like I did the breakfast club, put my fist up in the air as I walked out. Like this is so stupid, right? It sounds so stupid (laughs) now, but it felt so good. And then like, I was at a party like that night and like one girl's let or, or a couple nights later and I, the scores were already back and, and I got a 92 on it. I specifically remember. And she was like, you got a 92 on that. She was really, anyways, whatever. Maybe let's, if you let's stayed and read over your answers, you could have got a hundred. It's very few times in my life that I felt cool. And that was one of them. So <laughs> yeah, I love was, that. One of the times Kyle has felt cool was when he finished a history test, test fast. first. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> you are just like the criminal character from the Breakfast Club. I'm so cool. Yeah. Badass over your bender from the Breakfast Club. Sure am. Good I studied Lord. so hard for that gen ed class. Meanwhile, I'd say 98% of the tests I've ever taken have been me sitting and waiting for somebody else to hand in so I can slide mine under theirs and don't have to look the professor in the eye when they see my <laughs> answers. <laughs> I've definitely done that on some of my <laughs> higher level math classes that I was less than prepared for, let's say. Uh, there's Good. been some bad one. Linear algebra <laughs> was a tough one, let me tell you. That's like one of my chemistry questions where I wrote magic as and drew two arrows into how <laughs> one one uh, one chemical equation became the next and that's as far as I could get. And uh sometimes you have to I mean, I've definitely done the thing on like calculus tests where it's like a multiple part question and you don't know what the first part is how to do it so i would just do like part one say the answer was seven and if it was this is what the rest of it would be and i've had teachers give me credit like well you knew how to do everything else you just didn't know part one so here's partial credit on this yeah (laughs) yeah so sometimes magic is an acceptable answer on a question (laughs) um okay she goes, she does not fail. Meanwhile, uh, Jack and Peter are, I guess, like extra in sync. I don't know. They're they're making breakfast together. It's like the lamest, like, we're in sync now scene where he's like, yeah. throw the sandwich in the lunch. <laughs> Let's do this. Um, Debbie, uh, after taking the test, is so jazzed, she decides she's going to, like, spruce up Peter's apartment. This was kind of, I get that it's like her love language in a way, right, to, like, spruce it up. Sure. But it is kind of a wasted of thing in the movie. Like it never comes back. He never sees it yeah, as far as we exactly. know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just kind of silly. Um, and uh, where was I? Debbie spruces it up. And then she gets a call from Theo saying he has a proposal. Hmm. 
the way Minka treats it when she's over there helping her pack makes it sound like they think she's he's going to fucking propose marriage. I know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the heck? He's not... Theo has not given me complete nut job energy, so I don't exactly. think it's going to happen. Yeah. Uh, but that's where we find out she passed. Minka says something like, you got here, you got your degree or whatever. And I was just like, okay, wow, she did, I guess. Um, but while searching for her jacket, Kyle, she starts crawling on the floor. And what does she find but another mysterious hidden manila envelope? Ooh. We can't open it, though, of course. No, no, no. Uh, so we cut back to Peter, who's dropping Jack off when... Oh, that was a dropping Jack off. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> so when Jack pitches that... Uh, Peter should just live with them. Like, yeah, kid's he's like, like, "Hey, you'd be, you'd be great. The three of us, we'd be, we'd be a team." Come be my dad. Yeah, like, like, oh, okay, oh. Ugh, a little bit much, kid. Coming on too strong. Uh, back at Peter's, they open the envelope. Um, they find tons of mementos inside. Something he has been adamant he does not keep. Mm-hmm. He's a softie. He loves her, Kyle. He does. And then Minka is like, obviously you love him too, dummy. So go tap that ass, you know? <laughs> um, and then she gets in the car to go see Theo. And while she's doing it, she starts looking at a bunch of pictures of Peter and starts remembering banging him and how nice it was. <laughs> and then she goes to have lunch with uh, Theo while in uh, California, Jack is having his hockey tryouts, right? Mm-hmm. Theo throws out that he got her an interview um, to be like an editor at some other publishing house. I like that Theo is such a great guy that he's like, I would have gotten you an interview where I work, but that would maybe be inappropriate because I'm interested in pursuing a relationship and I don't want yeah, that kind he's, of pressure. He is so nice. It's great. <laughs> it really is. Because you're still at this until this point, you're still worried he's going to like, you know, be using her or something. Absolutely. But no, he's just a sweet guy. He just is really genuinely interested in her and and wants to have a relationship but yeah, also wants to like support her and thinks that she's great it's it's awesome it really is, it just uh, is. but she's like um she has to say like i think we've been having a great time but i think i'm in love with someone else i've realized and he gets it because he's a romantic too yeah. like he's like into romance books like he's like oh man love it sucks like, yeah and he's obviously got plenty of world like romantic experience himself if he has a son you know, mm-hmm. like he knows you can fall in love with multiple people or have feelings for a lot of people. So he's able to accept this. Um, and meanwhile, Jack is crushing it at hockey practice until someone crushes him. That is. Ooh. Ouch. He gets more like fucking... concusses him. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He does get he gets hit hard. Um, and after that, we see like Debbie gets a phone call from Peter telling her Jack's at the hospital and might have a concussion, but it's unlikely is what the doctors say. Right. Um, uh, the doctor mentions so, a he didn't, we, we got to keep him overnight. So we, 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 so we know, we don't know if he sustained a concussion or another type of hematoma or something. Yeah. And it's I like, stupid. It's dumb. It's I like that Tig says, she's like hematoma. That's the one you want, right? Yeah, like, she's like, no, it's not. not it's absolutely all. not. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought that was weird that they would just be like keeping him overnight because they're like, I feel like you would know if someone had a. I feel you'd put that concussions are pretty common, right? Like, yeah, it's not concussions a like a, it's like a soft. It's like a easy diagnosis to hit. Like you concuss yeah. something, like you punch one fist to another hand, like you 
if you like yeah. take my fist and I punch my hand, that's I just concussed my hand, right? Like mm-hmm. so, like concussion is is like a you know you hear like bruise on the brain, but it doesn't show any imaging changes. There's no actual like hematoma or anything. It's just mm-hmm. you can get a concussion. You can have some pretty bad post concussion concussive symptoms, which is going to be you know memory loss, mood issues, light sensitivity, difficulty with focusing. Um, you can have a, a really tough time overcoming those and have a lot of like emotionality, you know, easy crying and like can have months Kyle, of this. You know, so. in Knock at the Cabin, one of the characters gets a concussion early on and it is a major uh, oh. plot point that he's okay. having to try to make this big decision while concussed. You know? well, yeah, like, well, yeah. Carrie got, we should watch it. I should watch it with Carrie then because she got a concussion in uh, show choir right before going to New York for their, their big trip, their mm. senior year. She doesn't remember anything about the New York trip. Just It's just gone. She had really bad <laughs> post-concussive syndrome from that. Got kicked I'm, in the head in show choir. So. Jeez. That's like, you kicked her in the head and that's when you got her to agree to start dating you, right? And so she was... Sure, she doesn't yeah. remember agreeing, but you just keep insisting that <laughs> That's she what definitely did. Yeah. Don't you remember we fell in love that trip, yeah. Gary? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Debbie naturally is uh, kind of pissed, right? Uh, because Peter expressly went against her yeah. orders for Jack. And exactly what she knew would happen. Her little boy would break if, yes. if he did anything dangerous. So. Mm-hmm. So she leaves. She tells Theo goodbye. I really like this callback to this line she's had with Theo before, which is like, you're just, you know what you are, you know, because she can't find the words to say how wonderful he is. I just like that they're both like have this understanding because he says like, so are you, you mm-hmm. know, and that's sweet. Just be with him. I like him. Look at his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um, Jack is, uh, <clears throat> I think they get back on the phone with her or something, but Jack's on the phone with the mm-hmm. mom and he's just like, you're I, I, overbearing I wanna, pain in okay. the ass is basically what he says. Yeah. What were you going to say? Oh, it just, I'm stuck on this. Cause you said like a nice callback and there was one callback that I didn't bring up earlier. And it's when the kid is asking, is telling Ashley Kutcher, Hey, you should be my dad basically. Yeah. And like, he has that, Peter has that like physical reaction. And then the kid's like, ah, it looks like you just felt nerd. Uh, come on, man. It looks like you just felt an earthquake or something. And then he gets mm-hmm. out of the car. It's a nice little callback. Earthquakes. Yeah, but the earthquake nice. thing was really the, the, the baby. Thing. Oh yeah. my God, Kyle. It's great. <laughs> um, that's my thinking sound. Uh, that's what plays in my brain when I'm searching <laughs> for notes. Yeah. It's pretty much a constant noise <laughs> in my head while I'm sitting here. Uh, um, yeah, so she, she, uh, Debbie, here's all this from Jack, too. That Jack is like, I want to play hockey, and I saw Alien, and it ruled, and you're overbearing, blah, blah, blah. She's not happy. She tells Peter, fuck off. She rushes out. She's going to get on a plane, uh, back to New York. I really like that when she gets back to Peter's place, Minka brought, bought her a new bag. Um, I just think mm-hmm. that's really sweet. That and this is, oh, this is a big good yeah, callback thing too. Cause they, yeah. they keep talking about her old fashioned suitcase. They make sliders now that have four wheels that you can just like walk next to instead of like pulling it behind you. Like she's had this multiple times yeah. said to her in the movie and she gets a new suitcase and it actually has a big impact in this movie. A huge impact. The suitcase. Huge. 
It does, allegedly. Uh, I can't remember. I think it, I'm it sure does. Do. Don't worry, it's yeah. coming up. I'll bring I know. It up. I mean, there's well, there's only about two more bullets left in my notes. So it must be coming up. All right, go ahead. Uh, so <laughs> she gets back to the L.A. airport where she gets a phone call from Peter, who is leaving at the same time as her. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is their first scene together in like 90 yeah, minutes. Of the exactly. Movie. Uh, and maybe not even together for chunks of it. You know, like they're kind of separated on the little moving escalators. There's really only like one or two shots where they would need to be together in this. To Very true. Film it. I like the moving sidewalk thing. Cause they're both like walking the opposite direction on their respected moving yeah. sidewalk, like trying to like keep it like an air shot of each other. It's it's funny. It is. Um, and then, uh, I don't know, they, they meet up in the middle and they get into a big fight about everything that happens, but obviously fucking, she's walking and she trips, right? Yeah, but this is the suitcase thing because she I gets figured, to the yeah. end of the moving sidewalk and because she has a slider, she's not used to like getting off of like a curb and it causes her to trip and fall because she has this new, this, the new, new slider new type of suitcase. Yeah. And she falls, uh, and that's when she sees the the poker chip, which reminded her that was a whole reason, like whole thing that she's supposed that that she loves him. Yeah, and then she like goes and gets him, basically. Yes, she sees the poker chip from their first night hooking up, which she found in his memento bag, and she shows it to him, and then they are like, "Oh my god, we love each other," and they kiss, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like a text card that says, "Like fifteen minutes later." And it shows them outside and they're holding hands. And I did think this scene was kind of like, I thought they were okay here when they were having their little back and forth about, are we hand holders? Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> like that was kind of cute. Um, I don't like how this is like the moment where like, she like tells him about the whole publishing thing. He's like, Oh cool. Basically yeah, like he's, this he's whole very like, chill about it. this should be like a big, this should have come up earlier. I think it should have, there needed to be more tension. At when some point she in this was movie. mad at him, he needed like, he should have found out back. That, yeah. yeah. Like, but that didn't, he should have realized she was out at lunch with Theo or whatever. Or when he brought up how he watched the video of them hooking up, she could have been like, well, I was only hooking up with him. Cause I was like, I only met him cause I was sharing the book I found and then he could get mad back, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. like, so they each had something to be angry about. I agree. Cause otherwise it's been kind of like even handed as we've said in terms of their betrayals and exactly. levels of feelings mm-hmm. at each other. Um, but now they're fine. They're holding hands. It says six months. It's like a bunch of these. I wrote down what it says, basically, all these fucking title cards. Like Six months later, after one published book, parentheses Peter, and move-in day schlepping up and down a billion stairs, parentheses also Peter, one job as an editor at an indie publisher, parentheses Debbie, and a bunch <laughs> of hockey practices, parentheses Jack. And then it's like, and they lived happily ever after, parentheses JK, marriage is hard. But they had a good life. I hate that end. last line. Get I, that out of here. Ugh, get out of there. Get this out of here. Stupid. And they lived happily ever after. And then JK marriage is hard. What? Why? Why are you putting that in there? Like I want even to, if this is a rom com. So, I don't want to. When you say happily ever after, I don't assume that that means every single day of their life was perfect bliss. Yeah. Marriage can still be hard, and you can have a happy ever after. JK marriage is hard, but they lived a good life. Like it's a yeah. stupid joke. Get it out of there. You don't get need it out of here. The I don't like the title. Been a critique of marriage. We don't need yeah. it. You know? I don't like the text on the screen. It looks very iMovie to me. Where the rest of like the cutting between them during all their phone conversations, I've loved. And then it's like this text on the screen. It's like this in the beginning. I just 
we yeah, can do it without. It feels desperate you know? or something, you know? Yeah. I, I don't care for it. But that's the end of the film, Kyle. That's it. Woo! That's it. Woo! And if you're listening and you're a longtime listener, that means you know what time it is because of our, uh, the rules of the podcast, the format must be maintained, Kyle. We must choose a best performer uh, in the best this performer. film. Who's your best performer, Kyle? Well, I love the leads of this movie. They do. They both do a great job, Reese yeah. and Ashton. Um, I my best performer goes to Ashton. Mm. It goes to Ashton because I think that he has a little bit more, uh, more, more that he needs to get through in this movie, and he has a little bit more of emotional um, journey that his character goes on, and I think he does a great job. Ashton Kutcher is just very. Um, uh, I, I, I think he's a great actor and he plays his character well. And I think it's, um, specifically, I do like him and the son, even though I've like had a lot of critique about him and the son not having good chemistry and everything. It is like one of the sweetest parts of this movie is him like wanting this kid to succeed and be normal. And I think that part of that that part of this movie is what I do really like about it. And so Ashton gets my best performer award. And you know what? He gets um, an unopened box of silverware from me. That's a perfect award, Kyle. Um, It's not who I picked. I actually, I don't, I'm not the hugest. I I don't dislike Ashton Kutcher's performances and anything, but I've never been blown away by his acting. I should say, I just think he's a perfectly likable guy. Uh, who reads well, and screen, I haven't but. seen much with him. I mostly in think it. of TV stuff with him over movies, but I, I mean, haven't I've seen, seen I mean, I haven't seen that 70s show. Ugh, you're missing out. But. I haven't seen anything that he's in except for this. <laughs> I really hope that's true. I, I just now I gotta think of what is Ashton Kutcher in. Like, I don't think I have butterfly seen. effect, dude. Where's my car? I've seen Dude, Where's My Car? You know what, Kyle? I know for a fact one movie you've seen that he's in, Cheaper by the Dozen. Oh, yeah. Heck oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there we go. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's that's literally it. That's it. That's what I've seen. So uh, um, He had specifically like one or two line reads in this movie that I just thought felt a little off or stiff to me. Not bad throughout, but he's not my best performer, Kyle. As is tradition for me, I like to pick not one of the leads, uh, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna give it a two-hander to the best friends in this <laughs> one. So I'm giving it to Tig and Minka. Nice. Uh, okay. Which is, so Zoe Chow and Tig Notaro. Uh, I'm giving them each uh, a twenty-five dollar glass. Is what I wrote down. Well, that's good. That's uh, great. So, but can I we think, also? Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say I like both of them. Like, I think they have a hard job of basically being the person that the other romantic lead has to have chemistry with because the two people aren't together. True. Right. It's like most, they have to have scenes with these people. And I think they both do a good job and they both are the ones who make me laugh the most in the movie. So I'm just giving it to them on that basis. Well, if it was on laughter, my, my honorable mention is, is Zen. Of course, Steve. I thought, honestly, I thought Steve Zahn was going to get it for you, which is why I didn't put it on the list. It's great. So very funny. I just wish that, I mean, we all need a Steve Zahn in our yard, and we just need to. So I need to somehow understand how to get that. But. I'll be your Steve Zahn as long as you let me keep taking bubble baths. Sure, heck yeah. 
Um, final thoughts, Kyle? I think perhaps I should go first. Yeah, you go first. I'm a little bit higher on you. On it. Yeah. Uh, as I've already said, uh, not so much a rom-com as a rom-com, given the amount of laughing I did, but... Still, honestly, I thought this was a pretty perfectly pleasant viewing experience. Uh, I think maybe I was maybe I was just in a good mood, or maybe I'm an eternal sucker for the lightest, least dramatically gripping movies possible. Uh, <laughs> but this has a lot of that like low stakes Nancy Myers movie energy um, that I like. Uh, I would say maybe there was perhaps a little bit too much of like telling me characters were one way and not showing me much of it, like telling me that Ashton is like an irresponsible bachelor type or whatever, or that he's not great with this kid when they've been perfectly fine or telling me that Reese is like a cluttered pack rat when her house looks perfectly neat, you know? Um, but, uh, 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 where was I? And then I said, and then there was very little progression to the romance or honestly not that much like romance at all, because there's not much romance. It's just to people who need to remember, that they love each other or whatever, um, which is maybe a, I said maybe it's a good thing though because I didn't think that they had especially great chemistry like I said so it works out fine that they're not on screen a ton. Um, I'm doing the unthinkable here because if you asked me if I thought this was a good movie I would probably say no, but I'm still going to give it three out of five cross country flights. Uh, because this is the exact kind of movie that I put on if I'm home alone in the middle of the afternoon and I just want to <laughs> scroll on my phone and half pay attention to something. Like, basically every movie that this woman has written is a movie that I have put on on a Sunday afternoon <laughs> at some point in my life while home alone. So she makes my exact brand of inconsequential fluff that I'm fine to chow down on. So three out of five from me, Kyle. Good. Um... What I, sometimes what I hate about rom-coms is is like the the decision making of the main characters if they get tripped up by characters that 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 are are trying to make them fail um and, and it just stresses me out sometimes mm-hmm. right so it's nice yeah. to to come into a movie sometimes where the only barrier between two characters is just like their own like simple decision making and mm-hmm. that's what this movie is is they just need to like kind of realize things on their own and and there's there's not conflict would the movie be better if there was some more conflict yes absolutely it would it'd be more like it would drive you to the point more yeah it'd be more like (laughs) a movie and it would feel much more satisfying at the end when they finally get together like even like a physical thing like they just have to you know they're not going to see each other and maybe the romance won't work out if they don't like see each other and they're flights aren't lining up or something like that to add some more like to get the heart rate going you know Mm -hmm. but um but i did find myself rooting for these two halfway through i liked i liked the 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 kid looking for a a, i guess a second father figure we never really get the i guess we never get really get the implication that the his dad his actual dad is a bad father you know all we get is that he's selfish and spends he just likes to rock climb yeah rock climbing yes which is i I would qualify you as a bad dad i guess if you're rock climbing wow your ex-wife is actively trying to like better (laughs) their lives and not help very true (laughs) um i really enjoyed this movie it made me laugh a lot and it it pulled on my heartstrings you know and uh and that's what i'm looking for a rom-com literally those two things to laugh and to and to to 
fall in love a little bit with the relationship. And mm-hmm. so this movie gets this movie gets it for me. Three out of five, three and a half, three point five. Uh, uh, oh boy, three point five. Oh no, I didn't think he's going to bring it home. He's going to bring yeah, it home. Three point five. Oh, glasses of McAllen out of five. 3.5 glasses. Nice. Drinking that out of a $25 glass, I bet even. Wow. You know what? This was a this is a logo glass that I got from Boyne Mountain and I don't think it was $25 actually, but it may have been like a $20 glass that I'm drinking it out of right now. So, mm. just thinking about it. just cuz it's one of those logo ones I got at a ski resort. It's got like the bottom of it looks like mountains. It's kind of cool. It's a pretty cool glass. So, it might cool. it might be a twenty five dollar glass. So, yes. all right. Well, I'm drinking out just of just because uh, you should doesn't mean just because you can doesn't mean you should. Right? Exactly. So I'm the poster boy for that. You today. are so. indeed. Uh, that's we, it, Kyle. That's we did it. it. You want you want to play a game? I have no choice but to say yes. But you want to play it at your place, or you want to play it at mine? Oh, your place mine. Let's pause the podcast and trade houses. We should have if we should have. Just for this podcast, swapped rooms just to record it. Like you come to my house and record at my computer, and I record at yours. Just that's to what, see if the energy. No, no, that's is what different. we're doing. That's what we're doing. We did. Oh yeah, it. I forgot. I got so comfortable in your room <laughs> that I didn't even realize. That's like, crazy. Oh, we did that bit oh, for yeah. this. Oh hey, Carrie, how's it going? Hey, <laughs> oh, hey. I'm almost done. I'm wrapping up. Don't worry. All right, yeah. that's fine. No, no, I'm sorry. He does have to come back home. He won't stay. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know you'd rather me be here. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'll help you fix those things that he can't fix. Though. What's that dot? You want a sip of my Macallan? Yeah, want a sip? <laughs> want a sip? Oh, that's it's good fine. stuff. Mm, she's like, hey, I don't like how it tastes without ice. <laughs> <laughs> well, whose place is it anyways? Whose place? Right? I don't know. Whose place is it anyways? That's the name of the game. It doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't really go with the the theme. Yeah. The, the uh, it's like whose line is it anyway? But whose place is it? That's anyway? what I titled the game. But good. it's okay. uh, it's. <laughs> It's the it's the idea that you had that was really hard actually to to come yeah. up with. But I thought maybe it might have been hard after I pitched it to you. What you was like, pitched was uh, <laughs> let's let's look at all the rom coms and uh-huh. uh, and do a, a tour of of the rom com houses that or apartments well, that the well, the characters live in, right or something well, like well, that. Well, no, my pitch was we're you you pick a rom com. So here's what we're not doing, apparently. Here's my pitch, guys. Pick a rom-com, say, like, uh, uh, you've got mail. So you have the two actors, Meg, Ryan, and Tom Hanks, and what I was pitching is the game would be, I have to guess whose fictional house I'm at, and you take me on a fictional guided tour, and that guided tour just includes references to other movies that one of those actors is in. Oh, no, we're not doing that. Like you could go to the kitchen and grab a box of chocolates before heading to the closet and seeing all of his sneakers for running, you know, like, I don't know. That's that's easier than what I thought you were saying. I thought it was literally like, uh, yeah, no, 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 no. I thought it would be, uh, yeah, yeah. But well, guess what? I almost gave you an example, but I did what you were probably suggesting, but way easier than what you're thinking. So guess what? That's what we're doing. The same. We're, we're in the same vibes, basically, because I've same got vibes. five apartments, five. five of these apartments that I'm going to yep. take you in. But you have to guess the movie. So I'm not going to tell you what okay. movie it is. You know, that's so easy. So you so so I'm going to take you on a tour. Very brief. Just a few big clues that you're going to see in these okay. apartments. And you're going to tell me what the movie is and uh, whose who's place it is, I guess. OK, so. Okay. So number one, so you uh, so we go through this 
big green door. We go through the green door and we see a clutter, mm-hmm. just a mess of things everywhere. An old piano, um, a, a table, it's got stuff on it, but everything's kind of covered in books. You know, there's just mm-hmm. books everywhere. And uh, there's a f- big floral couch and a, and a, oh, there's a laptop and uh, it's got an open email on it. What hmm. movie is this? I mean, uh, okay. Uh, well, this is going good so far because I can't think of anything that it could be other than you've got mail, Kyle. Yeah, ding, ding, ding. You got it. <laughs> Woo. Just starting that. That was, that was a little easy. easy one. I little guess I would have to guess. Was that, is These that Meg Ryan's easy. place? Yeah, in the it movie? is. Yeah, you she's don't the really one who's got the stuff, piano when they're doing She doesn't really Christmas have books scene. everywhere, but like she's got the piano. She's got a yeah. floral. She's got a very nice apartment well, in New York. Of course. I mean, she owns a bookstore that's failing, so of course she has. So she, of course she's got a has an amazing place. apartment. That's how movies are. <laughs> well, here's one that's a little more off the wall. Oh. Um, this is specifically, I guess I should tell you, this is not an apartment. This is a house. Okay. okay. But you walk in the front door, and what do you see? Pictures of animals on the walls. Small animal figurines on tables. And then... Pictures of animals on blankets and chairs, even a carousel ride animal as a decoration. And all of these animals are unicorns? Oh, this is so familiar to me. Oh, I... Really trying to think. I I can, like, picture that I've seen... There's a rom-com I know where someone's really into unicorns. This one's really heavily more of a com than a rom-com. I'm, okay. I just, just so you know, it's it's, it's more of a com. Of, and this is a house, not an apartment. It's a house, yeah. Okay. Oh, I really wish I had some sort of clues because I'm not a very visual person. Uh, oh, um, let me way. try and... Um, <laughs> mm. Boy, let me try and just whip up a clue real quick. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I'm just an average Joe. I can't really come up with much. You're just an average Joe. Okay, is this the movie Dodgeball? It Kyle? is. It is. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Nice. Okay. So is Which, that, uh, uh, oh my God, what's her name? Ben Stiller's ex-wife, I guess now. Her home has unicorns. Is that real? They were married? That's yeah. Those two act- I didn't know that. They were okay. married for like forever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's her, time. and uh, it's uh, yeah, it, it, it's her. She doesn't end up. I think she's a lesbian at the end, right? Like that's in what the we end find of the out. movie. Yeah, that's the joke. I think. Yeah, is that yes. like it just was never going to be a thing with that? Yeah, yes. Them, so, <laughs> what a good. Weird, what a what a weird movie in that it. I remember it being popular enough that Spike TV did an actual dodgeball league, like. On their network, like uh, treated it like a sport. There was like one season of a dodgeball. The league, movie I was so it. good, though. It's I mean, like just culturally shook the world. It did. People were playing dodgeball on every corner. Yeah, that movie <laughs> yeah came out. you couldn't, you couldn't walk anywhere. anywhere without you know dodging the ball. <laughs> exactly. It was like. It was like the 90s Bulls, but with dodgeball, you know? Like, <laughs> Ben Stiller started selling his own brand of sneakers built just for dodgeball, and they're still popular to this day. Is that Jason Bateman's weirdest role, is is the, the announcer? Oh, the announcer? On... Oh, I love that <laughs> character. He plays the Ooh. same character in everything, right? Like, Jason Bateman. He is like normally, the, like, the straight man. He's a straight man, great yeah. comedy with just playing a straight character, and then he's... <laughs> like I don't know whatever that role is 
I don't know either. I can't think of any other movies where he's like that kind of stoner, goofy type that he is. It's interesting. Well, good. You know, it's You've a got great two- oh, comedy with Jason Bateman. Did you ever see Game Night? I think I have seen it, actually. It's got Jesse Plemons in it and Rachel McAdams. Yeah, yeah I've yeah, seen it. Okay. My parents love it and cared I, I just, watched it. I just <laughs> figured you'd like it. I like that movie. <laughs> I like the Jesse Plemons thing where he's like he, standing he's, outside. He's like, oh, you got a, got a big couple bags yeah, of totina. Or a yeah, tostinos, it was, a three, it was uh, three for chips, one. And how could that possibly be profitable for Frito-Lay? Yeah. <laughs> just the way he says this. Because he just wants to be part of the game night. <laughs> Um, uh, good. Right. Okay, next one. Oh, uh, this one's it. maybe going to be tough. It's all visual. Everything's right. visual. This is, see, this. I play okay. a bunch of movie games every day, like Wordle-style games for movies, and the one that I'm the worst at is the one that's just frames from movies. Okay. I'm terrible at it, so this is like that, but in word form, so it's great. If you need a hint for this one, I'll give it to you, but we're going to start all with right. the visual stuff. Okay, okay. Because you walk into this kitchen, white mm-hmm. painted cabinets... A stack of white luggage in the corner, an air conditioner lodged in the window, and a bathtub with one side cut out and cushions? Yes, that is a bathtub couch. Interesting. I'm not sure that I've seen this, only because I feel like the image of a bathtub couch would be so instantly recalled to my brain. Well, the the hint is that you're coming over. It's uh, it's it's early morning, so you're coming over for some pancakes, some waffles, some eggs, some some cereal, perhaps. Huh. Okay. Is it a uh, breakfast at Tiffany's? It is. Hey, I've never <laughs> seen it. I should though. Nice. Um. Yeah. That's a that's a shameful uh need to watch on my list, but. I always avoid it because I know there's the really, really racist character in it. Ooh. That's like, um, I can't remember who the actor is. Maybe Mickey Rooney uh, is playing like an Asian man. It's a white person playing an Asian person. Uh, and it's well, that's very that's not gonna racially well. insensitive. <laughs> yes. So. I have not seen it either, but I searched, when I, in my searches, it seemed like an iconic place. Well, I you thought, were trying oh, to think surely. of something for the game, and, and I said, what about Breakfast at Tiffany's? You said, I think I remember <laughs> the film, <laughs> and as I recall, I think, I think we both kind of like it. Okay, next one. We've got a big, beautiful apartment with all the furnishings. A strange mm-hmm. man you don't expect or recognize comes out of the shower. It's don't weird. like that. Uh, there's a, a giant walk-in closet with shoes, 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 dresses, and dresses a teenage girl could only dream of all in downtown Manhattan. Ah, well, Kyle, I am, am I, am I perhaps a 13 year old who's going on 30? You might be. It's 13 going on 30. Woo! I knew you'd get that one. That was, I, I only recently watched that actually, like last year, sometime during, since COVID at least, I was when I watched it. Uh, I liked it. I'll tell you that much. I like Mark Ruffalo though. So did you, if he's in there, I'm in. I watched it for the first time. Like I didn't watch it with you, right? I don't I think watched so. It for the first time this year. Well, look at that. It is we Carrie. Just, just independently decided we were both 13 You probably going told me to 30. watch it or something. I don't know. 
I don't think I would because I don't think it was a movie that I was like recommending to people afterward. <laughs> it was fine. It wasn't amazing. Oh, I would uh, definitely watch it with Carrie because she was like, this is iconic for my life. We have to watch it. So. It was on the eve of your 29th birthday. Both of us watched it before or the eve of her 30th birthday. You know what I meant? Your last Maybe, day, 29. Because yeah. we're both a couple 13 year olds at heart. So. True that. Yeah. Um, Which is what I try telling them when they won't let me on the middle school playground anymore. <laughs> okay oh you go over okay this one's our last one and we're actually going over to a to a, to a gentleman's place tonight a, ma- a oh, man's place right. um this okay. is a, an apartment um we're not going tomorrow night no no we're not going yesterday we're going tonight okay. it's a uh fairly <laughs> what <laughs> said i know that was a clue but it meant nothing to me let's go it's fairly a normal sized apartment for a big city there is however lots of sports teams paraphernalia around lots and lots and it's all related to a single team the man mm-hmm. isn't into ghosts but his team has suffered a curse for a very very long time okay is this the, i can only think of one movie this could be is it the movie fever pitch it is Whoa. All right. Jimmy Jimmy Fallon, Drew Barrymore, two-hander rom-com directed host by the Ferrelli brothers. And he is, the, of course, the host of The Tonight Show. Uh, going over to this place tonight. Here I thought you were referencing the, um, the oh my God, what's his name, who plays Eric Foreman in that 70s show and is Venom in Spider-Man 3. Topher Grace film, Take Me Home Tonight. Is oh, what I thought you nope. were setting me up for. Not me. That ain't me. Good Nobody job. You it. got all the points. <laughs> Boom, so, baby. Uh, I only you... needed clues on all of them, I think. So, well, you perfect. got them all. You got them all. And uh, your your reward is Ashton Kutcher's uh, apartment in, uh, in this movie. It's a very nice hey, reward. It's I'm glad that Reese spruced so. it up for me then. Yeah. Uh, oh, but he doesn't. he probably doesn't own it, right? So now I have to pay that rent. Um, you, he might own it. I don't know. This I don't is know. a burden real on my work, neck. So. <laughs> this is, this is you not could probably you could well. probably sell it for a decent profit. You know, that's true. All right, sell we'll the that, sell though. the rights, the rent. Maybe you can't. I don't know. I, I gave it to you. It, I gave right? it to you. That's legally yeah. binding. That's fine. That's so. perfect. I own that building now. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Um, cool. Great game, Kyle. Everyone loved it. They're going wild. They're knocking on my door again. Guys, it's okay. Actually, it's okay. It's a great game. Wait, why are you? God, wait, how'd you know I was here? I'm at Kyle's house. What the hell? <laughs> they find me. God. Uh, Kyle, is that? Are we done here? That's it. We're done here. We're hey, done. that's it for your place or mine. Next week, come back for our final February rom-com uh, new release of Amazon Prime's Somebody I Used to Know. Um, I've heard good things from one of our listeners who watched it early, so I'm excited to oh, give good, it a peek. Good, good. And we're going to have a guest, right, we Kyle? We are going to have a guest. Who's Absolutely. the guest? Josh That's it. Larson. Uh, so we would give no last name, just Josh. Josh, the man. Just introduce him. Sup, I'm Josh. That's it. He was at, <laughs> went to college with them. He was in all the comedy stuff with me. So it's going to be, oh, it's gonna be it's fun. The old, it's the old man who denied your stand-up. <laughs> well, I'm going to bring him back. <laughs> Berate him on the podcast. Oh, good. Well, we look for. I look forward to meeting Josh. Uh, it's going to be good. It's. I'm excited for the film and to have a guest. Um, but that's next week, Kyle. For now, let's let's turn off the TV. Uh, if you're listening and you like what you hear, please go to our website, madefortvpodcast.com. Like, subscribe, share, all that shit. I mean, for the 
remaining two episodes uh, in the short term, at least. Uh, follow us on social media at Made for TV Podcast. That's at Made the Number Four TV Podcast. Thank you to Chris Ratzbaugh for our theme song, and thank you to Maggie for our artwork. Until next time, I am Scott. I'm Kyle. And I spent so much time thinking of the cold open that I didn't think of anything for this ending. So goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>